Howard from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Drew State Studios in California. It's episode 254 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, we welcome back the one and only Juan Lopez of Gurkha Cigars as our special guest. And as always, the Primetime Show is sponsored by Saga Cigars. Dagos Reyes introduced another chapter of the saga, the Saga Celez. So it's a Spanish word that means leisure after work and a standing ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga. Saga Celez is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. The Saga Celez carries a blend of Criollo, Oro, and Puerto Cubano wrapped in a selected Ecuador Shade Claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. It's available in three sizes and affordable price. Ask your retailer for Saga Celez. And by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobacco has been carefully hand-selected and a well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary offers it in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuador in Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sungrown, and a dark oil Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos because each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Promo Scott is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Promo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Promo State Selection Vintage, the Promo Double H 12-year vintage, Promo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Line, Perdomo Bono Bourbon Barrel Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Memento 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And by Cavalier Geneva. Cavalier Cigars, Cavalier Cigars. Smoke gold, stay gold. Join the inner circle and follow Cavalier Cigars on Instagram at Cavalier underscore cigars and on Facebook at Cavalier Geneva Cigars. That's Geneve, G-E-N-E-V-E. Visit local tobacconists and join the movement that is Cavalier Cigars, consistently regarded highly by cigar lovers everywhere, as well as high ratings by the Cigar Industry Press. You'll want to follow them on Instagram at, again, Cigar excuse me, Cavalier underscore cigars. They do very unique giveaways throughout the whole year, so you'll want to definitely tune into that Instagram pages. Cavalier Cigars, smoke gold, stay gold. And by Drew Estate. Dark, bold, and unapologetic, blackened cigars that may be won by Drew Estate is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest, darkest, and heaviest depths of Maduro tobacco. A masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distilling's Rob Dietrich, and Drew Estate's Jonathan Drew, the all-Maduro blackened cigars M81 by Drew Estate is a rich and powerful, but beautifully balanced, offering tantalizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso that's perfect for both life celebrations and times of reflection. You can visit more at www.drewestate.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California Studios for the Thursday show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Episode 254. This is the first show of 2000. 23. This is Will Cooper. I am on the uh, black stage here in the Perdomo Scott Studios, and I'm joined cross-country by my good friend and colleague, Mr. Aaron Loomis. How you doing tonight, Will? A little rusty, but we're back. Um, this <laughs> That's is, right. we, we took a long break. Uh, this was I, yeah. I think I needed a break, and I decided late last year I needed to like, just clear the table for a few weeks, and I, and I did it, and so now I'm kind of getting, it's like riding a bike again. So, yeah. Yep. 
But it's a good uh, break. It's it, a good break. I needed it. I think I needed it too. I needed to recharge a bit. Um, and you know, I'm gonna be a lot. I am paying a lot more attention to uh my schedule lately, so I'm just not pushing it. But uh, I mean, I don't think we'll have a shortage of shows. That's very. We're starting to fill up the calendar already yep, this year. Exactly. So. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you and I have been talking the last few weeks too. So I think uh, we're, we're pretty caught up on everything. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes. So no, it's good. It's good to be back. Um, and um, why don't we get right into things, Aaron? We'll kind of yeah. introduce our guest right now. Um, making a return to the primetime show um, is, I believe this is his third or fourth time on. Uh, he's the one and only Juan Lopez, vice president of Gurkha Cigars. Wani, welcome back to primetime. What's up, Coop? What's up, Aaron? How you guys doing, man? We're doing good. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Great to have me back. Thank you for asking me back and being back with you guys. I think that you and Matt Tobacco got together and said, let's get Wani out of the way this year. So we'll make him <laughs> our, our very first guy. And uh, and, then, and then it could only get better from there. So this is just my thought. I don't know if I'm right or not. <laughs> well, after you get married, you know, things change. You don't get to see your friends oh, as much dude, anymore, yeah. all that stuff. So we yeah. got to get in before then, right? Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate you gentlemen thinking of me that way. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah. And, and yes, it's going to be a, a tough next few weeks as uh, as I title it out for the second time and hopefully the last because I can only afford so many alimony <laughs> checks, right? <laughs> Uh, I, I, and then in saying so, I got my daughter um, is getting married in March. So that's a double whammy for me. <laughs> and, and I think I mentioned to you guys earlier and I want to announce because I don't think anybody knows in the industry yet. So I'll be also in, in, uh, in sometime in August, I'll be becoming a grandfather for the first time. Very Beautiful. proud. Hoping, hoping for the boy, but just hoping for healthy boy, girl, don't matter to me. Exactly. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You, everyone's beating so, yeah, they, the they, grandfather they me, title. Yeah. They gave me that surprise. Um, Literally, there were. Uh, I was there, I was in in Miami in the Gables, and they called me. Oh, well, come have dinner with us, and they bought me this little gift, and I unwrap it, and I go, Grandpa, Grandpa Juice, and I, I started crying like a little bitch that I am. <laughs> I cry for everything, dude. I'm that guy. So especially when it comes to my daughters, and I got three of those. So um, so yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be a fantastic year. I think personally for me, uh, for my family, for my cigar family, I think for our industry, I think our industry is gonna have a great year this year again. Um, you know, after after the tremendous year that we had the year before last and last year, everything stabled out a little bit more, um, you know, back somewhat to what normal numbers should be. And with the good numbers, but, you know, reality, re, re, reality check numbers, you know, yeah. not that 38, 40 percent growth. That, <laughs> that's not going to happen again. Wow. Uh, and uh, so we, you know, we stay in the course trying to produce, you know, better cigars every year and uh, and continue to grow the company at a, at, a, at, a, at a very slow pace at a good margin. You know, five to 10 percent is always healthy, especially when you get to the numbers we're at. And uh, that's what we're looking for for this year. You know, I got to say, Juan, uh, your fiance Bianca's got to be brilliant, right? Because you go to Costa Rica for this bachelor party, right? And what does she do? She schedules you for my show right when you get back. So I did that on purpose. She did that on purpose. I, I, I'm sure it was done on purpose. It was brilliant. And, and, I'll, and, I'll tell you, and I'll tell you what the brilliant side of the whole thing was, right? Uh, so, mind you, I leave last Thursday. I get home on Monday, Monday morning. So it was, four, it was four days of, you guys can imagine, just craziness, drinking. We went through, I think we went through about 12 bottles of Johnny Black. We went through three bottles of vodka, a few tequila bottles, 100-plus cigars, um, you know, plus doing the the, the, day, the, the full day of fishing, uh, three hours of ATV, 
and they're just hitting the town and just going crazy in the, at the beach and, you know, doing stupid shit, uh, but having a good time doing it. And uh, I get home and uh, she's like, you look worn out. I go, you think? So I literally <laughs> I passed out for a full day. And then she's like, well, it's Thursday. You got coop. And I go, yeah, and I haven't had a cocktail in two days. That's that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm, putting rookie I'm, I'm sorry, 2023 with rookie numbers, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so she's like, let me guess. You haven't had a drink in four in three days. You're going to drink? I go, I got to have at least one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm oh, having right. one and, and the back of a water. You see? So, yeah. so I heard this great thing the other day, and I want to share it with the audience, which is great. I never knew this. I was married for 20 years. Never knew this. Do you guys know the reason why? When the, the 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 bride and groom go cut the cake, the man has the hand on top of the woman. On top, when they're cutting the when they're right, so the yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. has it on top. Do you know why the reason why is? Why is that? Because after you cut that cake, that'll be the last time that you 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 that you have a hand over her. She has everything else. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be the last time she has, you have your hand over her. After that, it's the other way around. She controls everything. Just. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes. Someone told me that. I go, that's pretty cool. I'm going to start saying that. Yeah. If it's true or not, it's witty as hell. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a guy. You know, there you go. That's you get that. <laughs> that you drop a knowledge here right off the bat. Well, you know, you know how we do. Oh, I know. I know. It's uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, definitely. I'm glad you had a good bachelor. You know, I, I heard you were at a bachelor. I didn't realize it was I knew you were getting married. But I didn't realize it was your bachelor party. Yeah, it was mine. It was mine. It was planned. We planned it about two, two, three months. You know, again, we went, we went the right way. You know, you know, when you go to Costa Rica as a young man to go party, you know, not 52, but 25, uh, you go with, you know, limited amount of money, you you know, you, you're all your boys are the same way. You just graduated college just for first or se- first job or, you know, a year into the job. And when you go at 52, you got a little more, a little more, you know, a little more money. Then you got guys you know, with have, have a lot more money. So it becomes a hell of an experience. This is a different animal altogether. And uh, we were able to, you know, go everything first class, you know. So we went, rented our own private home with a chef. I mean, we did it right, man. We did it right. And I, and I thank my boys, you know, uh, Howie Carranza, obviously putting it together. He's my best man, works for Placencia, as you guys know. Uh, a few of my reps, Cookie and Craig. Uh, Shervin was also out there with me out of California. I had uh, my boy, my best buddies, Felix and Mo were there with me as well. And uh, there were a few guys that bat you know, didn't make it, didn't make it the, the, the last few days just because uh, the, their passport and, all you know, pure planning on their part. But they know they missed out on a hell of a tango. I took a ton of video, especially on the fishing and and the ATV side of it, it was so it, we had a trip. It was it was awesome. And it was I couldn't ask for a better bachelor party. And uh, I'm just glad I made it back. I didn't get arrested. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you know, you know, you mentioned Costa Rica and you mentioned the all terrain vehicles. Um. When I went to Costa Rica, one thing that really surprised me compared to Nicaragua and Honduras is how rugged some of those those mountain ranges are. There's some steep, like that's some steep mountain you go over, especially where you went. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just was blown away. It, it surprised me a lot. And then I was heard, yeah, some of the highest mountains in Central America are there. Oh, it's um, it's unbelievable. And uh, dude, the view. So we yeah. really went up. I don't know how many thousands of feet and pretty rough terrain. Decent speeds, not crazy, because you know we, we don't know the machine, so you don't want to you don't want to die either, right? Yeah. So yeah, and they tell you you got to be you know be careful, don't be stupid. Of course, there's always yeah. that idiot, you know, Shervin, the rep, my rep in, in California, you know, jumping shit because he, <laughs> he he grew up with four for for with quads, so yeah. he knew he was doing all of it. This is my fourth time riding it. I like going fast, 
but this guy's like jumping around, getting all full of mud and shit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like trying to, you know, make, make sure my my uh my new uh my new Jordans don't get dirty and shit. Yeah. But a big mistake that was. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, we had a great time, man. And yeah, it was. I mean, that I love that country. I everything. Something about Costa Rica. When I go there, just everything just goes away, man. I I love it. I'm actually okay. I'm looking into probably investing, going down there for for retirement place, and it's still it's it's still doable you now to find something decent. It's still doable as far as the dollars. It's not that it's not crazy, but uh, yeah, I, I love it there, man. I love it. I had a great time. Gurkha Costa Rica cigar. Well, hey, <laughs> wait, well, we, there is there is uh, plenty. Well, we all, we all we all know who ruled that who ruled that land back in the day. Yeah, Tony Bahani and, yep. and Douglas and whatnot. Uh, we got a few guys in the game there now, but you know, like uh, like Santana and guys like yep. that, here, you know. And uh, I, I love Costa Rican tobacco. It's just very expensive, hard to find. Oh, yeah. And the labor's high too, there. Yeah. yeah, it really is. But yeah, it's yeah. Good well, that's good. So, so one, let's kind of we'll get this part out of the way. We'll kick it off. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, there was the whole uh, comment made by Kaizad. We, we we've talked about it a lot, and you were on um last year or actually in twenty twenty one, and you know, you started to talk about how Gurkha's moved on, and I wanted to kind of take another checkpoint with that because I, I think you guys have really made some progress, a, a significant progress since that last conversation. Um, we're really, you know, I'm bringing this up and it's not as big of, it's not, people aren't really talking about it as much anymore. I don't want to say, I don't want to dismiss it, but you know what I'm saying? You guys, I mean, to, you guys seem to like you've moved on pretty well from this. It's uh listen, it was, it was a mistake. Uh, it was a huge yeah. mistake yeah. made obviously by someone that, you know, put his, his you know, his, sweat and blood into a business for 30 yep. years and, and then to pretty much have to you know move away from it um you know for for making a mistake and um you know and jim jim colucci myself you know my guys on my team of uh of representatives have stayed the course with me you know i've i've had the same core five six guys for more than 10 years with me which as you know it's really hard to keep yeah oh yeah our company our size and we're not the easiest selling cigar you know we have we do have a big following of people but we're not, uh, you know, Romeo. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not Drew. We're not guys like that. That their stuff sells just because not only are they good cigars, but you know, they got great marketing behind it, a lot of marketing dollars. So we don't do that. So I'm, I'm very, again, thankful for my guys to stay loyal and and, uh, and to the company and to me. And uh, yeah, man, we we've you know, listen, and Jim's done a hell of a job, bro. Jim, Jim took the reins, you know, six years ago, and and the company has done nothing but grow. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a fierce leader. He's a guy that's a numbers man, just like me. We're, we're all about the numbers. Uh, we're all about, you know, if it makes sense, it makes dollars. And, uh, and, and making sure that those who are our are, are retail partners with us are going to be our retail partners with us, meaning we're going to take care of them as they take care of us. And we're going to focus on making sure that their business continues to grow as we try to grow the, uh, what, we, what we like to call the, 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 the BC or the, or the C retail stores that we want them to become partners uh, with Gurkha. Uh, again, the Kaizad thing, man, he's, you know, he's doing his own thing. I talk to him once a week, you know, he still owns the building. I, I don't know All if right. you've been to the place, but our building's 50,000 square feet. There's like 10 offices. He has his office still. I see him maybe once a week that he'll come in. He, he's running a, a bourbon thing out of there. He's, he's making his own bourbon that he's, he's working on getting a bourbon distribution. Uh, he's working a whole bunch of other businesses. You know, that's that guy's an entrepreneur. Uh, that's what he does. And, uh, you know, he stayed away. We've, we've gone through a few conversations with a few companies about selling the company. Uh, it hasn't come to fruition, uh, in saying so, uh, I mean, and, and that's strictly because that's what him and his wife wanted to really do. Um, and, uh, just to get out of the industry altogether. But, 
you know, we haven't we haven't found that that right partner to do do it with. But as as we haven't, it's been a blessing in a lot of ways because our company has continued to grow, and uh, we're all doing really well, and we continue to come out with new products and and you know make old products better. And uh, our our retail our retail um, side of the business again grew this year about twelve percent. You know, last year thirty eight. Uh, which is like big. I like throwing numbers because um, those right. are my numbers. I mean, some other guys grew bigger, but when you're the number we're at, twelve percent is a lot of money. <laughs> so, so you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's a nice size growth, which I think is a steady growth. If we, if we keep it that way for the next five six years, I think we'll be golden. And uh, yeah, man. So we're we're just happy, man. Again, that we survived it. You know, we thank we thank. You know, I thank my guys. I thank also our retail partners that, that stay true to us. I also think the guys that, you know, get a little bit of the kickback telling me, hey, Wani, bro, he fucked up, this, that, and the other, part of my French, um, this, that, and the other. <coughs> but they also realized that we had to move forward. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, yeah. he's always going to be a, a company owner until we sell the company. He stepped away from it. Kalucci and I, especially Jim, you know, runs the company. And um, and then he's got some great guys behind him, you know, and uh, myself, Carlos and Bianca is our marketing director and, and obviously our team. So, yeah, man, we've been we've been good, man. We've been we've been left to be we've been left to be alone to do what we do best and grow the company because tr truth be told. And, you know, this everybody in the cigar business knows this Kay's a great guy. He fucked up. He's a best probably marketing guy as far as packaging in the history of cigars, because he's the one that really started all the packaging stuff going in the cigar industry. About back 25, 30 years ago before everybody's making beautiful boxes now. So so that's that's what hurt us when he stepped away. If you look at our packaging, it went back to a little more traditional Altadas kind of look, you know, due to obviously Jim and whatnot. I was gonna ask you if you're leading but, right into that. Yes, I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. So so but the, the good thing is, you know, Jim also listens, you know. He, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to get a, a guy like him that you know, forty eight years of experience that has seen everything, has gone through everything, uh, from being a salesman to to a regional to a vice president running a big company to now president of a company, and uh, you know we've you know I, he he is open door policy. He listens to myself, listens to our guys, listens to our marketing director, and uh, you'll see a, you'll see some changes this year on some of our packaging. We're gonna we're gonna get back a little bit more of the packaging feel. We're gonna try to keep that price point because you know back in the day, average. Average, what they, they call a sweet spot, used to be back in the day. I say a year and a half ago, <laughs> the sweet spot used to be nine, eight to ten dollars. Now it's more like twelve to fifteen dollars yeah. because everything just keeps going up and up and up. And I see all these crazy limited releases at forty-five bucks, forty bucks, fifty bucks. I mean, I'm, I'm like, you, okay, uh, yeah. I was just going to ask you about that because you guys were doing a lot of you. Know, you had releases like that, you know, back in the day, triads and things like I mean, that. Yeah, the, tri the triad, the Beauty and the Beast when they right. came out. 25 years ago yeah cigars are 32 dollars nobody sold 32 dollars cigars 20 years ago you know so so you know he was one of the guys that first did the soup ultra expensive what like septimo's trying to do now per se yeah. right yeah mm -hmm. so so yeah man it's it is it, we're, we're growing you're gonna see some new stuff from us this year some really exciting stuff uh we're bringing some of the old stuff back we know we do that every year as you guys know you know we although the fda is still at arm's length you know we are concentrating on predicate 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 because you never know when that day comes, and we are going to be prepared. We're gonna we're gonna be more pre prepared than a lot of other companies that are at this point. I, I truly feel that because I I try to keep the pulse on everything, try to look at what every, everybody's doing, and yeah, new 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 is great. But when you do you do something new or tweak it for something that that you already had as a predicate brand, I think that's probably the best way to go. At least in, in our case. Oh, uh, I I agree. You know, we were talking about packaging, right? And I know, and I was mentioning. You guys had a little bit of the wrap box with, with, with Altus, which, by the way, 
I, I like I like that look a lot. It just resonates with me. But you guys, and I want to put this picture up because you guys did do a packaging thing. And I looked to see if it made the halfway list, and it did. And this was, actually, I'm going to tell you, this was my favorite packaging ever for the TAA. And that's the Colección Especial. Um, you guys just knocked this one out of the park because I've been very critical of people putting TAA cigars in like bundles. And you come up with this box, which just, I just loved it. I just love this box. To me, that just, it was a very regal looking box. Um, so I think you guys still have it in you is what I'm saying. You guys did some great packaging with this. Line. And, 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 and Coop, if I tell you the story behind the box, and you go, of course that happened. So <laughs> like I told you before, and, and you'll see something that I'm going to bring out later on the show that we're introducing at, T, at TPE. Okay. So I'm walking the warehouse and I do this once every few months. Jim and I, Jim and I go walk the warehouse, the large warehouse. And we start looking at the upper levels, right? Upper levels has bands from old ass cigars. It has packaging from old ass cigars. And then we see these packages. And I see, because we, we have, we have the, um, the, uh, what is it? The, um, the pallets yep. <laughs> boxes with the pallets. And then the box that's outside the, the, the uh, box taped to the pallet. So we know what it is. So we have to climb up there and, and look at it. So we see it. And I go, man, I, I go, Jim, you know, we haven't done anything nice for TAA as far as the packaging wise. We did, you know, something decent on the, uh, on the Nicaragua series that, that was made by, by Angus, you know, pretty, pretty generic per se. Uh, and I go, he goes, yeah, man, I go that box right there. I remember we did, it was five uh, Churchill's. It was five to six Churchill's the long way. Right. So right. We break it down. We have, we happen to have 1200 boxes exactly of that, of that, uh, of that, of that uh, packaging. He brings it down. And I go, dude, how about the collection special that we're introducing at, at the, uh, at the trade show. Why don't we bring it out to these guys first and we'll make it in our very popular, everybody knows the Solara 5x58 size on the Seller Reserve 15, 18, 12, 21. And I think it'll be a home run. So we do. He goes, that's a good idea. So we call A. Flores. You know, he makes the cigars for us, sends it to Miami. We pack it in Miami. We take it. We take the first box. We literally take two TAA. People see it. We sell literally in that little mini tray show. We sold all 1,200 boxes. Gone. And, uh, and we were able to fit eight cigars in it this way in a shorter length instead uh-huh. of the long way the churchill six seven and a half or 52 and what, what it was oh wow yeah and what's good about it is that it's got a magnet at the end of it so when you close it it it, it, it seals it right so it's got enough room that you can put a bovita pack in there and put cigars either the, uh, in, uh, in certain angles so you can still fit five four six cigars in there and right. take it as a travel case and i think that's what people loved about it so now now that we stepped up our game on this one uh, we obviously have to step up our game for the packaging that we did for the limited edition uh, collection that you you saw the box on yeah. that is a beautiful looking oh. box. Oh, that's beautiful a box, a yeah, white I mean, box. That, that, that box is gorgeous. It's simple. It's classy. Uh, I, I love the sizes that that you know Jim and I decided to come out with. I I, I wanted a long sale because when we went down to DR, that's what we smoked. We smoked a long sale size six and a half by forty seven, forty eight. And uh, close to a Churchill, but I called it Longsdale just because I miss Longsdales. You know, I like that size. Right. And, um, and we came out with that. And, and so we did Robusto, Longsdale, and Toro. Kept it simple. 150 stores, 10-count boxes. And, uh, again, we sold our first run, completely sold out of the trade show. And now we're going in March. will be our second run to those 150. And we're opening up another 50. So it's going to be in 200 stores nationwide. And then we'll open that up again, <clears throat> depending on the, the amount of wrapper we could continue to get. This uh, SP SP one hybrid from uh, ASP is really hard to get, really expensive to get. 
so we're, we're, we're talking to the you know, Perez family, trying to get us to, you know, hold as much as we can for us. You know, we, all we need it for is, you know, there you go. It's, you know, for 20, 30,000 cigars at a time. Yeah. Uh, we want to keep it exclusive. And let me tell you, man, if you guys haven't smoked a cigar for a milder cigar is one of the best cigars in the marketplace. I highly recommend it. It was cigar. very good. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I smoked the Lonsdale today. I actually did my review for it today. And um, okay. that's a good, it's a good cigar. Um, it's kind of got, you know, that some of the Connecticut shade, traditional Connecticut shade kind of profile to it, but it's got, uh, I think more body to it than, than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will, I have to say this, the construction of this cigar was like, if you, if you had, if you could like say the construction on every cigar should be like the construction on this cigar, you could say that like, it was like, it was hanging, the ash was hanging on forever. The burn is razor sharp. Like it's like, it's like. If you could like mechanically design something to work like that, like that, that's how it functioned. It was just immaculate. Thank you, brother. And that's, and we take a lot of pride in that. I mean, that was, that's one thing we told Dave because it's all about, it's all about the roller. So we told him we need, since it's a limited run, we need your, 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 your top seven pairs. That's all we want. And these are the guys that I want rolling these cigars and he made it happen and he's making it happen. And uh, we are incredibly happy, not just with the blend the way it came out, uh, but again, like you said, Aaron, uh, the the construction is perfect, dude. It, yeah. it truly is, and, and and it's pretty much in every cigar that I smoked, yeah. and I smoke a lot of those in the morning now uh, when I get them, uh, and it's always a perfect burn. So thank you for yeah. that. And it was beautiful, one hundred percent. Yeah, you, this is high praise you're getting from from Aaron, who hates. I know, everything. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron gave you praise. I mean, the guy said he was smoking a cigar for crying out loud. I'm yep, like, exactly. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, is it is it me? Was it me? <laughs> what did I do? What the hell? I, I I smoked your cigar this morning. So there you go. Yeah. Well, you, well, you you smoked the right cigar for that for that that, yeah. that the day. Without it was perfect. It was perfect. Without a doubt. Thank you, my bro. Appreciate yeah. it. No, it it was very good as well. Um and. So I want to just ask a question first on the, so one thing that I think I'm fascinated with is you guys doing TAA cigars because of the nature of Gurkha's business years ago, like mm-hmm. you guys were selling into the catalogs, right? And these are what the TAA retailers were like saying, which they're trying to fight against that. Right. And now Gurkha's in the TAA and I'm sure Jim Colucci had a lot to do with that, but that, I just find that fascinating one. I don't know if you have any comments on that, but I just think well, that's a uh, big story. Yeah, actually, I I got Gurkha into TAA. Okay, uh, it was you. So it was you. Yeah, so I'm giving the wrong credit. Here. <laughs> okay, okay. And he'll tell you. And he'll tell you. But uh, yeah, I got Gurkha in. Um, uh, I've been here. This is my starting my 14th year. My second year in when when Gary Himes gave me the opportunity to become you know VP of Sales. Right. Um, you know he he has some contacts on the board. I've always had great relationships with you know the shorties, uh, you know Gary Peshes, all those guys, you know. And we we were able to get in there, and uh, yeah, there was there was a little pushback in the beginning because of the catalogs. Listen, man, I, I like to say this: yeah. catalogs are, are are unfortunately necessary evil for for a lot of companies, if not all companies. What I like to what I like to say is, our business in, in the catalogs have gone down twenty percent, and our our retail has gone up over fifteen to twenty percent on average for the last twelve years. So that says something. That says that we're focusing on brick and mortar, making better cigars. And make sure that we protect our brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're going to get some of the old guard stuff, you know, the old beast, and you'll get some of the older, you know, the uh, legend, all this crap that, that 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 they still carry. Uh, because again, it's a necessary evil, you know, for yeah. for a lot of companies. But we're trying to keep, 
you know, our, our, uh, our brick and mortar stuff, you know, away from them, especially when they do that, you know, that, that gorge fast shit that they do every other month. It seems like 25 cigars or 40, 49 right. right. and all that shit. We definitely try to wait, you know, we, we sat with them and, and they've, they've stayed away from doing that. So we do appreciate it from, from them, but uh, yeah, man, our, our growth again, man, it, for us is it's still brick and mortar and we still have another about 500, 500 stories that I, I want to be in that I'm not in. And I'm already in 2100, which is a pretty healthy number. Yep. Um, but there's some stores that I want to be in that, that again, has that ha, still have the stigma. And I won't say it's 500 of them. It's more like about 30, 40 of them that have the stigma from, yeah, Kerry Gurkha did really well. And then I got, I got screwed because they put it in the catalog. So there's still some guys out there that believe me, I've taken them out to dinner a few times. I, I, I even, you know, I, I sent a Porsche, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to do. Guys, you want to come to Costa Rica? Every, yeah. oh, I mean, it's just, uh, it became like, it's, you know, sometimes, sometimes you can only beat the horse so long, right? So, right, right. Let it go for a little bit, then, I, then I'll address it again, you know, in a year or two. And, you know, so I, it's worked for some, it hasn't for others, you know. I mean, Gary Pesh was one of the first guys, like, no, no, never. And then now, you know, again, due to obviously, you know, Steve Cook being one of the best reps in the business and my rep for Gurkha. Uh, he's got a great relationship with with uh, with Gary and and those guys over there in Virginia, and um, and that's helped us a lot. And you know you know how it is, man. Everybody yeah. wants every retailer wants to be part of a, of a of the the boys. You know the the how do I say like the the cool the cool kids club. That's what TA right. really is a cool kids club. Everybody knows that 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 uh, association with seventy store does probably about thirty percent of of the buying and forty percent of the buying. For all retail nationwide, <laughs> yeah. Mean, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Strength in numbers, and all those guys are very good business people, and the ladies are very good business people. They know what they're doing, and they've uh, actually uh, added a few new ones this year. You know, every year they add a few and, and drop a few, and I like I like seeing the um, you know some of the new guys coming in and, and dropping some of the old guards that are unfortunately I've said a little bit stagnant within the industry as far as retail. And uh, I think we got a great group, and I, I love to hear you guys. I love going out there for them and hanging out with them for that, you know, four or five days. And, and again, now that we stepped up our packaging with them this year, we're doing something nice too. You'll you'll see that something a little yeah. different, something no one's done before. And uh, again, going back to that—that's what we need to get back to: something different, something Gurkha. You know? Yeah, because I, I beat up the guys who did the bundle packaging for TA. I just so you know, <laughs> so, I, so, I, have to pra- so I want to praise the guys who did, I think really did good packaging, and and that was. I just thought that was absolute. I remember Bianca showed it to us at the trade show, and it it, it is just beautiful. Um, and, this, and by the way, I have the cigars, and it, and it was really a good TAA cigar. I'll say that as well. So, and, and again, very well priced. It was in that thirteen or fourteen dollar price range. It wasn't too crazy. Uh, and, and again, we're also one of the biggest donors to the TAA. So we give. You know, there's a there's a point that you give so per cigar. I'm always one of the highest yeah. and I do it on purpose. I like, I like to get back to the association because again, I, I appreciate these guys and, and uh, you know, one hand watches the other and two hands watch the face. Right. That's what they yep. say. Yep. Well, that's, exactly. that's the way I feel. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I think back to the, some of the leases you've had over the last four or five years. Um, I, I think you guys have been paying more attention. Maybe the tobacco just seems like it's becoming more as important as the packaging was for you guys. Yeah, that's without I, a doubt. That's yeah. that's that's a yeah. uh, I would say that's a Jim Colucci trait. Yeah, I think that's something that Jim's brought to the table. You know, Jim is all about quality, and uh, and he's a stickler for that. And uh, you know, his packaging, he you know he he feels somewhat like I feel. You know, you don't smoke boxes, you smoke cigars, but he's also come to understand that we've had some great releases in the Nicaragua series, the San Miguel, 
the uh the, the, the trenta. Yeah, those are big yeah. hey, great smokes, but underpackaged. If we would have packaged those cigars with the packaging that Gurkha would normally have done, those would have been home runs. Right now they're just doubles. They're not they're they're, they're about to turn the bay. They're they're about they're about to come into third, but they're not they're not what we expected for them to be for well, as high quality of cigars they are. But you guys did some stuff that I know our like some of the guys on the coupe. I don't want to speak for Aaron because he hates everything, right? But the revenants actually were really a big surprise to us. We thought those scored very nicely for us, and um, you know they were they were out of the um, they were out of the Artista factory. Yeah, so that was I think that was a kind of a good. I thought that was those all those releases, including the Syndicato. I thought out of Artista was a nice move by you guys. Fantastic, and uh, and Ramson a, a hell of a partner to work with. Easy to work with. Um, you know, people that don't know those guys, man, I, I knew, I known Ram for a few years, like, well, maybe like seven, eight years. We've seen him in Germany at the trade show and uh-huh. we become buddies and whatnot. And when you go down there, you see his facilities. These guys are no joke, man. These guys yeah. have a lot of tobacco. They're very well connected. They, they know what they're doing, you know, and, uh, and uh, so we're very happy with them. Actually, we are about to add another size to the, uh, to the Revenant because unfortunately that we only made two sizes, Robusto yeah. and Toro. Now the Toro outsells a Robusto three to one. We can't keep it in stock, but the guys who get hooked on the Toro won the Toro. So now we're like, all right, I don't want to do a sixty box press because then they never say box press when they're sixty, right? So I'm thinking more of a Figurado kind of shape, uh-huh. you know, like, like a like a six like a six by fifty eight or 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 a, or a seven by fifty four uh, kind of size, but in a Figurado shape. Maybe that'll be a good a good add on. Uh, but, but yeah, man, it's been, that's, that's been, uh, it hit, it, it was actually finished in our, the Maduro and Corojo both finished in our top 10, uh, SKUs, uh, out of our, you know, 180 SKUs. Yeah. So we're in the top, the top 15, pretty solid. And, uh, but, but again, goes back to the top telling SKUs were seller reserve 15, the ghost ghost gold, uh, the seller reserve 18 are infused stuff. And uh, and then the Nicaragua series, and then after that, uh, the the um, stuff like the uh, Revenant. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm smoking uh, another one of your releases from the shit of Pure Evil. Um, it's a little. I love the ba- I love what you did with the band on this. So, it, like the packaging, like I said, was was more of the wrap box packaging, but the band was really cool. I thought it just pops with just the embossing you did on here. Well, yeah. Well, we know again the idea behind it was, you know, we had the evil before, right? We had the trademark, so we wanted to tweak it a little bit, just make it a little more young, you know, make yeah. it. You know, for the biker, for the young guy, you know, like the, you know, like the tattoos, and yep. you know, I, I thought it was cool as hell. Now that I just like the cigar, I'm gonna mind you, as you know, one of your good buddies, one of your family members, Abe, won't bring it in because he feels bad. I, about I, it. He, he hates the name. Him. I know he hates the name, and I said, Abe, the cigar is really good. Actually, it's got, I mean, it's just got this baker's spice sweetness to it. It's just really a, This is American Caribbean, right? That's correct. This is that's an correct. excellent cigar. Yeah, that's uh, very Caribbean, but, but using all Agent Fernandez tobacco, pretty much. I mean, that's yeah. what he buys. That's, that's his boy. That's what he buys all his tobacco from. Interesting. You know, you're getting good quality stuff no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and dude, that wrapper, I think that's one of the most beautiful Rosado wrappers yeah. in the industry. I don't care what anybody says. That wrapper is gorgeous. And uh, and, and again, when we remember when, when I gave it to you at the show, I told you, don't Coop, smoke it. Sit, yeah, let it sit for a little bit because it was a yeah. little young. Yeah. But dude, that but the first run that we did, the first eighty thousand sticks that we sent yeah. out. People were happy. Now we're getting our second uh, batch coming in because we literally delivered that in October. So now people are starting to reorder again, but it took a little bit of time. And again, do we haven't advertised it. We don't have the advertising dollars to spend a ton of money in Cigar Aficionado. We do a little bit with Snob, a little bit with Cigar Journal. 
But um, but I mean, with the big boys like that, spending that kind of money, we don't we just don't see the reason why. But we need to. I told my guys we need to get out there and put this cigar in people's hands. Let them smoke it. Yeah, it is a really good cigar, especially yeah, for I, a ten dollar eight eight ninety five nine ninety five price point. Yeah, read that, especially nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the combustion; it's just perfect on this cigar too. So, I mean, it's a very very good cigar for that Thank price. Uh, Thank you, brother. And like I said, I you know we were talking, we kind of touched on it a little. The price point thing I found is very interesting. You saw what's happened in the last year. And I guess you kind of mentioned, I was going to ask you if Gurkha feels a little left behind because that's, that was their space for a long time. I mean, so it sounds like you guys are going to get back into that at some point. Yeah, we're, we, we, we got something in the works. I mean, we got something really exciting, something really cool, uh, something very Gurkha uh, that we're going to introduce at the trade show. And uh, again, it's going to be very limited. It's going to be in the, in the higher price bracket of, Without a doubt, it won't be a hundred dollars. It won't be fifty, but uh, but it'll be it'll be a little bit higher than what we normally been doing, and uh, and I think this cigar that we're bringing back in is, is it has following, and uh, the samples we've been smoking already for like two months, so we're hoping to finish the final the final uh, blend here within another another two to three weeks, and then just start rolling those babies and let them let them marinate, baby. Let them let them sit there and marinate and and become fantastic. So we're really excited about that. I cannot tell you anything about it yet. But I do have other things I want to talk to you about. Okay. Oh, that's cool. We'll, we'll definitely talk about some of those. Um, I'm, I'm actually, well, back to the revenue. That Connecticut that you did in the sampler pack, is that is there any plans to release that as a regular? Right. So, so not, not as of right now because we're coming out with something else, Connecticut. We have that. We also have the Real. We have the Royal Challenge, which still yep. sold well for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have, you know, something that I'm going to show you that's coming out, uh, TPE uh, this okay. year. which will be featured at the gray smoke, which unfortunately I won't be able to make because my daughter's getting married that day. I told Dave already, I won't be there this year, but my, it's my daughter's wedding day. Yep. Uh, so I won't be able to make it, but it's going to be released. This, that, this cigar will be released at the gray smoke and it'll be shown. And, uh, and we're going to start taking orders for it, uh, but not yet release it um, at TPE as well. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so what what we you, if you want we can get into some of that now if Let's you want. Do that. When do we do that? Okay. So, yep. Yep. So the one. So you guys know this. So what our again our our two and a half million dollar racehorse. Uh, well, not two million sticks racehorse has always been the ghost. Oh yeah. So we're coming out with the, the ghost, Connecticut. We're gonna keep it simple, stupid, pretty cool looking packaging of the band. Mm-hmm. Always, you know, the beautiful band look. That the this is the SP two hybrid Connecticut seed wrapper. Uh, Mexican Mexican binder with Nicaraguan Dominican filler, um, mild to medium, more than the medium. Plus, I, I like the medium for Connecticut, like a more medium. Uh-huh. Uh, the boxes are 21 count boxes, as you can tell. Very, very ghost like, yep. like always. Uh, Robusto Toro, six by 60, just like the other ones. And we, we bought so much of it. <laughs> I mean, we committed to so much of it that uh, it's all about commitments. It's how you get your better price points, right? right. If you commit to 50,000 cigars, guess what, bro? You're not going to get a price point. If you commit to 300,000, then we're talking, right? So we did such a big commitment on it uh, to Abe that he was able to get, give us a really good price point and a really good blend that we feel. Um, so it's going to be in that, you know, uh, eight, uh, dollars $7.99, $9.99, $10. $10. Price range for the 60. Going to keep it simple, stupid. All three, the gold, the uh, regular, Piraca Maduro, and the, and the Connecticut, all be the same price points. So we don't get anybody confused. We're not going to go out. We could have gone higher on this one probably, but we decided to, you know, just keep it keep it at the same level uh, just because, you know, it's uh, we, we 
we bought we bought plenty, so we're we're good to, yeah. good to go on that. So I'm very excited about this. I think you guys will enjoy this. If you're enjoying the um, the um, the uh, collection, you'll also enjoy this as well. I think a little okay. a little more body to it than the collection, but uh, I think it'll be a, a home run for us. So we're very mm-hmm. excited about that. So that'll be again TPE first release uh, for a retailer will be Abe. At Abe's uh, uh, Gray Smoke. Which I'll, uh, I'll be there, and I'll be there. So I'll be there. You, you, won't put, be, yeah. you, you put a nice order in well, with us yesterday, which I thank you, Abe, for that. And uh, he's ready to get behind it. Uh, he will not get behind Pure Evil. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I'm going to work on him. I'll work but, on him with but, that. But, but obviously, he likes Ghost. I, yeah. I, I just have to say yeah. that. <laughs> so, so it is what it is. But uh, but that that's one of the releases, TPE. And then the other one is doing the same thing I told you guys. So we're... Doing the walk, the more the monthly walk, you know, around the, the warehouse, and we see this thing, and I and I go uh, to Mar- warehouse manager, Cliff, hey Cliff, bring that down. He brings it down. We got twenty five hundred boxes of these. So you remember back in the day, we had a, a brand called the Grand Age, that yeah. came in a box, a box of thirty three or thirty, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a long time, it's been about eleven years. I go to I go to Kaluchi, I do. We could do something with these. I, I think this could be a, a perfect uh, scenario to find a small little factory. Uh, and I found one in Nicaragua that I befriended this guy. And this guy makes really good cigars, old school Cuban dude, doesn't draw test his cigars. Everything's done by weight. So when he told me that, I was a little suspect. I'm like, dude, right. I'm going to get cigars <laughs> up the ass, blah, 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 blah. So he's like, dude, he sent me two, 300 cigars. I smoked one a day here and there, pass them out. Never a burn issue, never a dry issue. I'm like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. And then we do the commitment level again. We, we, we go to the guy, first order, 100,000 things. The guy's like... I've never seen a hundred thousand cigar order in my life. I go <laughs> giving you the opportunity to prove us right. Meaning if you make a good cigar and I need this price point, cause I need this price point, we could do business for a long time. This is just your, this is your, your first uh, go at it. So what we did is we found these boxes. So these boxes here back in the old Gurkha treasure. Oh chest, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got, it says grand age on there. Still on there. It says grand age. Uh huh able to do you see that white slip there so that's going to be black okay this is a this is a mock-up okay the the actual uh, box will be uh or the the uh whatever the cause shit is uh the oh my god i forgot the prototype name prototype uh, on the prototype but the uh the, the cardboard um the cardboard uh inserts insert yeah that's okay. the, one. the inserts will be black so it'll match the box mm-hmm. so what i did was six by 54 20 cigars in each, so 60 cigars per box. Beautiful Connecticut. Awesome. Look at the band. We resigned the band a little bit, called it yep. the Grand Age 2. This is the beautiful, as you can see, the Habano. Mm-hmm. So you got Connecticut Habano and the uh, Mexican Maduro. And we said it needs to be a $6 a stick retail. Mm-hmm. So we were able to get to that price point. So what, mm-hmm. what I love about that is, I want to be the Rocky Patel of the edge past. <laughs> right, right. You know, the $6, $6 long filler cigars are good cigars don't exist anymore. That's just reality. Yeah. Yeah. So when this guy's making me really good cigars, I go, dude, and I, and I order a shitload from him. And uh, and so far, it's been very consistent. And he's letting him sit because I told him, let him sit. You know, you let everything sit, it tastes better. It just does. And uh, it's been a home run. So we'll, we'll release this. We're, we're only selling 2,500 boxes. After the 2,500 boxes are sold, we're telling the retailer, keep keep at least one of the boxes for a refill program where I could then refill it for you and you can and you can retail it 
at a six dollar price uh, price range. Right now, it's six fifty. The first run is six fifty per stick, uh, per cigar. How you saying sticks per cigar? If you uh, if you do uh, if you do the refill program, we'll leave it to you at wholesale at three dollars a cigar. So you make it six or keep it at six fifty. That's up to you. That's you know your customer. I don't. You you're there every day. So we're excited about this. I think this is going to be fantastic for us. I think it's a good way to. Uh, to number, first and foremost, bring back some of these cool boxes, yeah, and uh, and do like a refill program that a lot of people really gotten away from doing. And I think uh, you know what, if you could do it, and you, you could you know get get a, another another percentage. I mean, listen, you got three facings and a foot in, in less than a foot a foot and and two inches uh, of yeah. a box. So why not? So and I think you guys will be happy. So I'll definitely send you guys some samples of this a coop and and Aaron, so you guys could try it. Uh, same thing with the ghosts and yeah. So that those are that's going to be TPE exclusive to come out at TPE and then we'll, we'll open it up to everybody else, um, you know, throughout the year till, till PCA where we'll re redo again. The ghosts will be the, the, the big, the big announcement for us again and something special. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of points on those releases. So let me start with ghost. Um, I did a list of like impact brands of the last decade, right? And I had Gurkha Ghost on that list somewhere. I forget what it was. It was probably between 11 and 20 somewhere, right? And a lot of people, like, looked at me and the guy was crazy for putting that cigar on it. And I told him, like, said, every retailer I've talked to just constantly turns that cigar. And now, Juan, that's, that cigar's got to be 11 years old, I think, this year. I mean, it goes 2012. And you guys are still selling ghosts. I mean, so. It's it's always, always in a top 10 SKUs for uh, for two yeah. or three sizes. Always. I, every I mean, year, I remember. Yeah. Year. I mean, I remember talking to Cookie on some of that stuff, and he, you know, and he was dealing with my retailers on it. So I, I know that that cigar was a high demand cigar from mm -hmm. in, in the stores I was going to. So, um, so I think that's a, like I said, I like the fact that you've kind of expanded the ghost uh, line over the past few years. The the goal came out a, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago as well. Um, is is the is the Araparaca still the workhorse of that line? The workhorse. That's yeah. still that's still out of the. Uh, I think this year we we uh, sold two point one million ghost. Uh, that's about that's about more than uh, a little more than a million a million where where the Aripiraca, yeah. then then uh then the gold after that so it's 70, 70 30 Aripiraca, thirty percent is the um, is the yeah. Rosado, but again I, I think with with the gold what happened where we messed up we should have from the beginning come up with a gold box. Yes. Remember originally yes. when we introduced it we had the black box with the gold the gold ghost yep. guy on there. Yep. It confused a lot of retail uh, consumers and retailers. Yeah. So it took me literally a good year to get, you know, Jim, I go, Jim, you got to change the box. You know, we got 10,000 boxes. Right. Dude, I'll move them. Don't worry about it. So we started doing some deals. We moved them, blah, blah, blah. Finally got the, finally got the packaging that I wanted. Now when you put those two next to each other, it just pops in your humidor. It's, it's yeah. just like I told every, every retailer. Yeah. If you don't have two facings of each of all the seller reserve, the way those, those, those boxes look and those cigars look, because you got, the Criollo on the 15, you got the Maduro Aripiraca on the 15, the Metara, you got the 18 with the Corojo, you got the Connecticut with the 21, and you got the Habano with the 12. You put those together in your humidor, it just pops, man. Yeah. And they sell well. And, they're, and again, and they're not crazy the price. You know, depending on your taxes in your state, uh, it could be anywhere from, you know, uh, 10 to about $13, $14, which is reasonably priced, especially for that, those kind of shapes that we make. As you know, those are not made, not made by everyone. It's a certain amount of uh, of, uh, of rollers that, that are yeah. allowed to pull that, and they max out at about 150 cigars a day. So that's why we always have an issue getting those cigars on a regular basis, thus when we did the baggies, the uh, our sampler bag, which which is our number one skew now, in in total wine, which is incredible to me, 
Uh, our number one, we took over Quorum this uh, this past year as a number one SKU for total wine, which is 190. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, a big, their yeah. number one SKU went, when Adam Shepard called me, he goes, Hey, Juan, congratulations. I go, for he goes, your number one SKU. I go, yeah, I know. I see how much you bought of it. But yeah. what we did, what, what we changed was smart because in the beginning we we're a little naive. We were putting the hiddenisms in there. So that perfecto shape. Yeah. So what happens in my travels, I start catching some retailers, taking the cigars out of the bags and putting it in the boxes because I noticed shit like that, right? That's my yeah, job. Right, right. And then, so so I took it back to Jim and he goes, all right, I got to fix it for that. We're going to make it six by 54 Toros, parejos. I go, hey, man, <laughs> you can put it in the box. Now you got to just leave it in the bag and and then sell it. And I think a lot of I've tried it that way. Uh, I mean, when you're selling, you know, a million and a half dollars in uh, in bags to, to one account, that that's going to trickle down to the retail. It just is going to re-trickle yeah. down to the retailer. They're going to go to the retailer and hey, where can I find this cigar? And, and it's helped a lot. So, so yeah, man, those, that's, that's our staple. And I always tell people, listen, I want 20 facings. I'm, I'm not greedy. You got, you got three, four, 500 facings. Give me 20. Give me the, and, and I, and I, and I give this to my guys, take this to your retailer. These are our top 20, 20 SKUs nationwide. From there, depending on your territory, you pick what you bring in. I'm just giving you the information as what's selling out there and what's not selling. If you're sitting on that stock on, on some old shit, I'll help you sell it. We'll help you sell it. We'll either take it back or we'll send you some cigars, some swag, run a promotion, get rid of it, and let's put in what, what sells, you know? So that's what we're doing. Nice, nice. Um, and then as far as the Grand Aids 2, uh, a couple comments on that is first, uh, I love the fact you're calling it 2. So I thank you for doing that. Because um, <laughs> right? I think that that's going to alleviate a lot of confusion. Mm -hmm. on that and the other thing is i gotta give you credit you're doubling down in a market where everyone's trying to increase prices here you guys are coming out with a really good value cigar so props to you guys i think it's a smart move as well to do that well again you you gotta have that portfolio bro you gotta have yeah. you got listen when, when i remember when i first got to this to this company i i told k from the beginning i go listen man you're selling to the one percenters two percenters why don't we sell to the 85 percent of the people yeah. dude Let's you know. Let's not just sell Ferraris and Lambos. Let's sell some Mercedes. Let's sell some, some, uh, some. You know, some. Now in the, in this case, let's sell some. You know, some, uh, some Hyundai's that have the best, the best, uh, the best hundred thousand mile warranties in the yeah. business. <laughs> you know, and you're pay and you're still paying. You know, thirty, forty grand for it. You're not paying. You know, one hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand dollars for for a car. You know, so comparing it to a car. So I I, I thought it was a no brainer. I thought it was a good use uh for the space i thought it was good use to use this packaging behind yeah. it i think i think it'll catch people's attention and, and 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 again man we we like to give where we separate ourselves from a lot of people we work with so many factories that none of our cigars in our portfolio ever taste exactly the same because we're using tobacco from different people from different factories yeah. so that, i think that's a plus that some people don't comprehend some people say you know what I like Pepin because this flavor is this and and I, and I love those cigars too i like this because this flavor is this and they're consistent good for them that's what they do this is what we do you know so yeah. that's that's what we've always done and we're going to continue to do yeah now i think that was what was so cool when you did the revenants it was like um you know that was completely different and i think there's a lot of people who maybe smoked that but maybe they haven't smoked the artista stuff so it mm -hmm. was something very different for them absolutely no yeah. and, and you know what and, and talking to ram and and he's told me he's like dude it's actually helped our business too because people know that we're making that for you and uh, some of our stuff has taken off as well because, you know, we're making some stuff for you guys that people are truly, you know, enjoying and and uh, go going back for. I mean, I, I yep. can't I can't keep that Toro Coro or Maduro in stock. I'm, I'm getting I, I get a shipment from him every two weeks about, you know, about fifteen hundred boxes, two thousand boxes. Those things are gone every month. I can never have enough of it. And uh, we try to up 
up the pump up the production. And um, and he's like, I, I, I think we should stay the course and you listen to the manufacturer. You know what they're doing with the merchants. Our job is to sell it, market it and get it, get it in people's hands. Their jobs to make great cigars. So, yep. yeah. Um, another another brand that you guys have had under the wing for a few years. And this is one I'll, I'll kind of really curious to get your take on because I think it's had its ups and downs. And it's a, it's a brand that's been around for a while, about 10 years, is the Syndicato line. And and I think Syndicato, like when that was launched, wait, this is before it was with Gurkha 2013. Everyone was, was I remember what the buzz was around that. Uh, it was going to be the next big thing. And I don't think it happened. Right. That's just my opinion. But you guys have taken that over the last few years. Where, where do you guys stand with Syndicato? We're going to see more of a push from that going yeah, forward. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I told Jim, the only the only thing I see wrong with Syndicato from the get go was there was real there was really not a face behind it. Yeah, so there was a lot of people within the syndicate that are pretty powerful guys in the industry, retail-wise. Um, and what I th- I thought what hurt it, unfortunately, was you know some guys that my reps or or their reps before mine would take it to let's say you know Coop's cigar shop, and here's Juan Lopez or Aaron's cigar shop that he's a syndicato guy, and Coop's cigar shop is you know 50 minutes down the street. Every time he brings Syndicato in, Aaron's making 15 cents. Yeah. That doesn't work, bro. That just yeah. doesn't work. Sometimes you got to keep the silent partner silent, right? Yeah. So, so I think that hurt it a little bit. Uh, in saying so, the cigars from Naxlaf, the cigars from um, from uh, Arganosa, I mean, dude, they're, they're great smokes, man. It's just, how do I put it that the there's so much out there right now and there's so many yeah. smaller guys that are really really involved in pushing their brand and pushing you know the the forget eric i i'll, I'll think more of a of like a rainier hvc mm-hmm. you know guys like that that are pushing the product working their asses off going out there and pushing it truth be told i got my i got my nine reps but we're gurkha first you know so yep. Yep. there's only so much of that of that portfolio you can show and uh, I mean, like their Castabella bundles, we can't keep in stock. It's a really good cigar, good bundle. Uh, the at Artisa did well in the beginning, then it petered off, but we didn't really run promotions behind it. You got to keep it in people's hands. You got to yeah. continue to remind people. Yeah. And uh, so we're working on something this year, a little bit different. You know, we're going to get a little more aggressive uh, in social media and running promotions and stuff like that. So hopefully that could, you know, take it off. But listen, last year we, we opened up about 40 new accounts. So it, it's still opening accounts. It's just at a slower pace, and we got to pick our poison, uh, meaning we got to pick certain shops that are not Gurkha shops. They're Syndicato shops. Right. You don't like Gurkha because, you know, you got screwed once, you know, online or whatever. Syndicato doesn't sell online. Syndicato is strictly brick and mortar. Let's go. And, and that way we've been able to to help the uh, to help that brand uh, grow a little bit, but not as fast as we like to see it grow. Yeah. No, I like I said, there's some good cigars. Uh, you mentioned the Particularis. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a real – uh, yeah, good cigar. But, uh, you know, you know, what was a great cigar, man. That again, I don't know why it didn't take off for them. Is the uh, the um, the Syndicato Miami, May Miami Bargain? Also, dude, that's, perfecto, that perfecto, that's yeah, the, the perfecto. That cigar was inc- I have two boxes in my humidor. That cigar is incredible. It's just they didn't have a marketing behind it. Yeah, you it was just give it to the give it to the Syndicato guys. Let's see what happens. And yeah, it didn't happen. You know, and, and it's a shame because we don't make them anymore. Because it was a limited run, it was a one-time shot deal, but it should have gone one shot and, and another shot and another shot. And if it sells, you keep them coming. And believe me, Arganos will be happy, more than happy to take your money. So yeah. <laughs> it's not like it at the end of the day. But but uh, but again, it's one of those one of those cigars, man, that we we continue to try to push. But our portfolio 
like you know, Coop is it's a big portfolio, bro. It's, it's a lot of cigars. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. Um, and I think, like I said, I think there have been some good releases on this syndicato, and I think you you nailed. It. I think uh, the marketing was kind of non-existent before it even got the Gurkha. I mean, so True. and then, um, you know, I think, uh, but I think Artista was a great example. It really was, I thought, a uh, something very different that's mm-hmm. in syndicato's done and uh you know like i said it, it's hard to believe that they've been around 10 years already i was when i was looking at my notes it's, it's, cra- it's crazy to me how long it's been around and yeah and again man we're trying to get it to that to turn that corner and uh, we've been trying to you know we've had it now we've been distributing it now for about four years is i think our fifth year and uh, we made a little bit of leadway but but again it's, it's, a, it's a tough sell at the end yeah. of the day it's a tough sell and and uh again but when you put it in people's hands and they smoke it they they enjoy it, man, and and it's and it's very well priced. It's not again, it's not an outrageous price point. It's in that nine to eleven dollar price range, which is feasible yeah. nowadays. And uh, cigars are fantastic, and their boxes of twelve. You know, it's not a box of thirty or a box of twenty five. So it's affordable for the guy that wants to buy a box and take it home. So, but we're working on it, man. You'll see, you'll you'll hear a lot, a lot more about Sindicato this year. Believe you me. Yeah, I know a guy. Just actually, he has been a Casa Bella smoker for ten years. I mean, he loves that cigar. And, you know, he smokes other, don't worry, he smokes other more expensive cigars, but he goes back to that. I know this guy's a hardcore Casabella fan. I mean, he buys those all the time, this guy. So. Listen, for, for the price point of that cigars, you know, three three fifty or three bucks, whatever. Come on, dude. Yeah. You yeah. can't go wrong with that cigars. Yeah. It really is consistent. Yeah. Right. Aaron, any other questions on the lines? And we can hit Juan with some of the fun questions. No, I think that's kind of the fun stuff. All right. So, Juan, here is, uh, we have some, we have some couple of other fun segments. Um. I want to, this is a new segment. So it, this is, the, I kind of tried it out with a few people, but this is the first time we are doing this as an official segment tonight. All right. And this is called uh, the ties that bind named okay. after the Bruce Springsteen song, the, the ties okay. that bind. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll explain what it is, but I want to mention um, that segment is sponsored by tobacco Era USA makers of iconic brands, such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H Upman and aging room cigars, tobacco Era USA. Great things are happening here. So Juan, I'm going to give you three things. I'm going to list three items, right? And I'm looking for something specific that they have in common. Okay. okay. So there's a common bind. Now, there's going to be an obvious thing when, when you, when you see them, right. But it's, it, I'll, I'll tell you what the obvious thing is, but you're going to have to get a little more specific. And I geared it a little more towards you is, is the hint I'll give you to start with. Um, okay. So and the idea is you, I'll give you three guesses and, if, and you know, each guess I'll kind of tell you how close you are. If you okay. maybe throw a hint out, but um, the three items, okay. Are the Super Bowl, the college football championship game, Division one and WrestleMania. Now they're all sporting events, but I'm looking for something more specific that they have in common. That they have in common. They're the the three, uh, they're they're the uh, top three most attended um, sports, sports, um, sports uh, events of the year. I'm not sure that wasn't it, but I see where you're going with that. (laughs) Um, Can I take a guess? Yes. The three sporting events that sell the most alcohol. I don't, I don't, it's not that. Oh, not, no, no, wait, 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 Aaron. He said it was geared towards Juan. I'm trying to, I should have did that. Right. What's going on here? Wow. Right, right. Wow. <laughs> oh, no, because I, I forgot that it's, it's geared towards me. And then Aaron nailed it. So, almost alcohol. so yeah, think the event, what? think about these events and they're held in different places every year. Every year. You know, yeah, every year. They're big events that are held every year. 
Fuck, bro. Yeah. You, you stumped me on that one, dude. I must be, <laughs> I must be the new guy in town. I, I, you stumped me on that one. I, give me another hint. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're held in different places every year is the hint. Okay. Uh, they're all held in stadiums. You're getting there. You are very close. I'll give you one more guess and then I'll, I'll reveal it. You're okay. very close with that. Okay, give me the hint, bro. <laughs> a place. Yeah, you're held in stadiums. It's, it's in a particular place it was held at one point or another. At one point or another. Uh, Las Vegas. All right, I'll give you the answer. They were all held in Hard Rock Stadium, Sun Life Stadium, so that's Joe Robbie Stadium at least once. All right, so then, so now I'm gonna have to bring this out to you because you know I'm 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 also prepared. Okay, <laughs> as you know, I'm a Giants fan, homie. Oh, that's a question coming up on that, but go ahead, you go now. Yeah. I'm a Giants fan. Hey, I cheer for the Dolphins because they're the hometown team. Right. I'm a Giants fan, dude. I just, yeah. I yeah. I, I, I I listen. I, I I did the Dolphins. Um, um. I did season tickets for two years. I just couldn't, bro. I, it it was it was like watching paint dry. It was it was it was hurtful. It was painful, and uh, it was it was. I did it because I wanted to hang out with my kids on Sunday, and I had figured, why not go to the Dolphin game and and have a good time? But no, I, no. So yeah, I, I failed you on that one. But there you go, man. <laughs> That's my excuse not to knowing that. No, uh, that's. I mean, it was. It meant to be. And I bet you they were held. They were held in MetLife too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one, Juan. I would have accepted that as the answer. I was trying to go with the Miami theme here with this. I didn't think of the. Al- I don't care up with the alcohol one. It was really good. That was fantastic. That was yeah. fantastic. All right. All right. So here's my next question for you, Juan. Uh, this is called our Cattle Baron Steak Question of the Night. And it's related to meat. And I know you're a meat eater, so I, I, I uh, unless something's changed. Yes. And I want to know when you're having a hamburger, give me your ultimate hamburger with the toppings and all that. Ultimate hamburger with the topping. It's got to be def- def- definitely medium rare. Okay. Always. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The toppings uh, has to be, you got to have the uh, Swiss cheese. You got to have the, um, you got to have the um, caramelized onions. Oh yeah. You got to have, you got to have the, uh, the uh, nice juicy ripe, uh, uh, tomato and obviously a maple really crispy bacon and there then after, and then after that i just put mustard bro hold the ketchup i, I am a mustard guy on hamburgers <laughs> too i'll tell you that what's well, got to be yellow I, mustard i think, on I, think ca- I think ketchup is good for some it's funny because you know people in jersey and shit like that don't don't put ketchup on their dogs I'm Cuban, dude. I cannot eat a hot dog without ketchup and mustard. <laughs> so, so when I my my future in-laws come down to play golf with me, we go we go to uh to uh to Trump, and we have it and uh and then my 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 father my father-in-law to be and my brother-in-law to be, I like, hey Juan, get us a hot dog, get a hot dog, and of course they're in the car. I'm there getting the hot dogs. I got to prepare myself, so I put mustard and I put ketchup and I wrap yeah. it into the foil and put it to me. He goes. Who the fuck puts ketchup <laughs> on their hot dog? They go, yeah, it comes that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And then two holes later, the, my brother-in-law goes, I think Juan is full of shit. He put yeah. shit on there. I go, yeah. All right, you got me. I put, I put the, I put the ketchup on that. Yeah, my bad. So, yeah, that's that's my hot uh, burger-wise. That's how I like my burger, man. Very good, very good. Always, always Swiss. I love yeah. Swiss. Swiss is yeah. Swiss is good on a burger. I agree. I agree. It's a underrated cheese on a burger. 
I will and, tell you that. And and the and the mushrooms too. I mean, it, it all depends, bro. It yeah. depends mm-hmm. on what a fud ruckers or am I making one at home? You know, I mean, it, yeah. it is what it is. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, I got to do a couple more sponsor reads, and then I have uh, a series of more rapid fire questions before, and we'll wrap it up then with you. So uh, let me uh, go into those and mention first of all, uh, tailored smoke. Located in the heart of downtown Charlotte's epicenter and now outside the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina, Tailored Smoke is your one-stop shop for a tailored smoking experience. And I want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age of Cigars of Cuba, it was leaf choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Arroyo took on the challenge of growing Corojo for seeds, and in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with JRE Tobacco, Hunis and Husto bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Classic, and each represent the Golden Age of from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And by Corona Cigar Company. At Corona Cigar Company, they take pride in the fact that they are cigar fanatics just like you. That's where you'll find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have special limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company, as well as some offerings from the uh, featuring Florida sun-grown tobacco from the Florida sun-grown tobacco farm owned by Corona owner Jeff Borshowitz. They have the best selection, the best customer service, and money-saving discount prices. But don't just take their word for it. Forbes Magazine Sex Cigar Corona Cigar Company as the best of the web. Corona Cigar was voted a top five internet cigar retailer by Smoke Magazine. And Cigar Fishinano wrote, Corona Cigar Company, the best stock cigar shops in America. You can place an order online at Corona's website or visit one of Corona's four central Florida cigar superstars and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate cigar experience. And I want to mention again, Cavalier Geneve. Cavalier Cigars, Cavalier Cigars. Smoke gold, stay gold. Join the inner circle and follow Cavalier Cigars on Instagram at Cavalier underscore cigars and on Facebook at Cavalier Geneve Cigars. That's Geneve, G-E-N-E-V-E. You can visit your local tobaccos and join the movement that is Cavalier Cigars, consistently regarded by highly by cigar lovers everywhere, as well as high ratings from the cigar industry press. And you'll want to follow them on their Instagram account again at Cavalier underscore cigars because they do very unique giveaways throughout the whole year. Cavalier Cigars, smoke gold, stay gold. And we're going to get to our, our Alec Bradley Live True segment, sponsored by Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley. Visit alecbradley.com to find out more about their cigars. Live True. So one in the Live True segment, we're going to do some more non There's like one cigar question I'm going to have in here. But they're uh they're more rapid fire questions. And I have a I have a couple of I, I want to go back to this Giants thing. Because I, here's the question I've never asked you. How did you become a Giants fan? Like so, you're a Miami guy, but you're a Giants fan. I mean, I, I love it. Yeah. So when I got when I got here from Cuba in 1980, uh, we were in Miami for a year, uh, you know, doing our processing, getting our residence and all that stuff. As soon as that happened, uh, my mother, my sister and I moved to New Jersey, Union City, New Jersey, where my uncle lives. And I spent four years there. 
and I became a huge Giant fan. You're talking uh, LT, you know, Banks. You're talking uh, all, all the boys, you know, and, and those, you know, Jim Burt, mm-hmm. you know, Phil Sims, Joe Morris, you know, uh, Otis Anderson from the U. Uh, so, you know, I, I became a fan through that. It's funny, it, but the funny story about the whole thing is I'm a huge Giants fan. So everybody, I, everybody would tell that, they go, oh, so you must be a Yankee or a Mets fan. I go, no, <laughs> I'm a Red Sox fan in, in, the, in the American <laughs> League. And I'm a Dodger in the National. Cubans. I remember you Dodgers. said that. I remember you yeah, said that Cubans, when you went. Yeah. Cubans, Cubans love the Dodgers and the Yankees. That's who. That's what we love. Those are two teams. After that, we don't. We don't stray. We stay there. Right. Uh, the Red Sox. My grandpa was a Yankee fan, and he. I got so sick of him telling me the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees. <laughs> All my life, I go, well, forget the Yankees. I'm Media Roja. The Red Sox. <laughs> I became a fan of the Red Sox, and now I'm a Red Sox nation. I've been to Fenway like four times. Uh, I got Red Sox shit all over my all over my office everywhere, <laughs> and uh, there's a team I follow along with obviously my my uh, my my Dodgers. My Dodgers are you know as, that's been all my life since I was since I got here. Well, that's how I became a Giants fan, dude. <laughs> wow, but I gotta say, I gotta say this: the 2018 World Series must have been pretty tough for you, right? Oh, it, you had, your, you had your both teams in there. Yeah, me, for me, it was I'm 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 a winner no matter what. I, yeah, I, 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 was, I was I was winning no matter what. I mean, I. I was, I was again, man. My, my, my team from the beginning was always been the Dodgers, uh, as a little kid, and then the the Red Sox became because of my grandpa, and then, uh, and then once they hired, uh, you know, Alex Cora, that is my boy from UM, and and I became a bigger fan. You know, he he invited me to one of the games, and and I got to you know enjoy meeting some of the guys. It's just you know the whole thing, man. I, yeah. I'm, I'm all full throttle Red Sox nation now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So I, I grew, I, I was born in Brooklyn. I moved to Staten Island for my teenage years. So I lived in Staten Island around the time you were, Union City is like right across the bridge, basically. Right across from. the bridge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a close. I mean, it was very close getting up to the old Giant Stadium. I mean, it still is. It's like it, with no traffic, it, you can get there in thirty minutes. So yeah, yep. it was a uh, yeah. And I mean, yeah, well, um, I was my, my my mom was working in a soap factory back then, dude. There was for us for us a good for us a good day. We wanted to eat pizza. She'll bring out the Wonder Bread, put some uh, red <laughs> tomato sauce and a government cheese on top of it, put it in the oven, and that was pizza day. Yeah. <laughs> that was pizza so, so, so I definitely wasn't going to any games. <laughs> so, so, Juan, for 12 years, we used to go to Giant Stadium every week, a bunch of us, and we would tailgate in the parking lot, whether we had tickets to the game or not. I mean, you could just go in the parking lot for $10. You set up the grill. We we uh, Sometimes we had a TV. We were able to get the antenna up there. 9-11, they stopped. They wouldn't let you do it. You had to have a ticket after that. So that's what ended that. But, I mean, we I that was for 12 years. I, every yeah. week I was doing that. Uh, I take my kids up there from time to time, too. And uh, we, we, it was always a big thing. Uh, we would just It was a big thing. Uh, and I probably would only go to one, maybe one Giants game a year. And for a while, I had it was easy to get Jet. But jet, jet tickets used to be $25 at one point at the game. So it was uh, cheap. But then, uh, like, 9-11, just, they squashed that. They said you had to have a ticket. That was it. You could, we couldn't do that anymore. So. You remember when you you used to travel as a kid and you were able to like your parents drop you off at the gate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Good luck. Good luck. That happening now. Yeah. I, so, I went right, to right a- now. You're now. Now you're getting human traffic. You never yeah. know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> you give a kid to this Colombian lady. She takes it to a to a guy from uh, Peru. The Peruvian guy ends up giving it to a guy in in Uruguay. Before you know where you're gone. I mean, yeah. Oh, like uh, let me tell you something. Like, an Aaron will love this, right? But my dad used to drop me off for the Cosmos soccer games that were there, right? And he didn't want anything to do with a Cosmos game. He there was no way he was gonna sit to a soccer game. <laughs> so he dropped us off. I mean, that's what we would do. He dropped us off. This is like I was 12 years old. When we were doing this. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what he'd do. 
He dropped us off. Um, and times, and times have changed, my brother. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he dropped us off. I mean, and you would walk from the parking entrance. It wasn't a bet. Yeah, but now it's now you don't think of doing that today. Yeah, no, no yeah. way. Wow. I mean, it's like you know, you don't even see kids walking to school anymore. Now everybody yep. gets bust and yeah. It's a crazy oh, world we live in, brother. Oh, it's very different. Very different. Very different. And it's yeah. not getting any better. I tell you that. Yeah. yeah. But, it, yep. but I do consider you a Miami guy. Oh, absolutely. So, I'm on my oh. through everything else. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm a Miami guy. I, I, I was raised here, really, you know, from 84 on. So, yeah, I've been here ever since. Yeah. And uh, and this is my city. And I love Miami. And I love everything on Miami. The culture. I see Miami gone from five buildings in downtown Miami when I got here in 1980. To over 650 buildings now so yeah. it's like I, I seen it i mean i took my mom my mom lives with us now my my stepdad passed like eight months ago she was, she she moved from four myers lives here with us and uh i took it down to brickle and downtown she was she got dizzy because of the building <laughs> she's like i can't because she used to work in the government center that was one of the tallest if not the tallest building at that time she worked there for 30 years running uh six cafeterias from five in the morning to five o'clock at night every freaking day and when I took her back, she hadn't been in like 20 years. So she's been in Fort Myers ever since. And she was like, holy shit, what happened here? This is not the Miami I know. This reminds me more of New York, you know? Yeah. I go, yeah, mommy, New, York, New York. But when we were living in New York, I remember we used to go clean banks at night with my uncle. And we used to go to like 34th Street where, where the, the, the garbage was like, you know, 20 feet high on the poles. Yep. There was, you know, there was, you know, ladies of the night everywhere. Yeah, they cleaned that up, obviously. But my mom's like... It's like New York minus minus the horse and cocaine. <laughs> they go, right, yeah. the garbage. <laughs> and the garbage. When you drove down Eleventh Avenue, yep. Uh, yep. At, they would come right up to your car. The, the mm-hmm. prostitutes. Would, I mean, it was like and crazy. You literally could not get through an intersection around that area. Yep. Well, in Miami, in Miami, when I grew up here, like my junior high through college, uh, it was down A Street before you get to Cayocho, like like uh, in the in the beginning with the roosters right there on like on eight on like twentieth. When you go for like 36 to like 67th, that was ladies of the night all day, <laughs> every day. And it was all motels. Motels are still there. But yeah, they clean that up too. The, the yeah. motels are still there, but you don't see you don't see that anymore either here. So yep. every well, city has man. every city has. Yep. You know. Yep. It's very good. So here's my question. If there's one thing you would change about Miami, what would it be? Uh that I would change about Miami. Uh things that I would change about Miami. After traffic, after the traffic, uh, <laughs> I would change. I, I would change that, make it more affordable to people get to enjoy a, a place like this, a paradise, because it really is is gone out of control, uh, dollar wise for a lot of people that really can't afford it. And uh, I mean, even myself, I moved up to Coral Springs. I, I had a big home when I got divorced, lost that. Now that I'm having, a, now that I'm going to be a grandpa, my daughter's in the Gables. I've been telling me already, hey, listen, I'm going to sell this house and another house that I own. I'm going to go down to Miami eventually because I want to be close to my grand, my grandkid. Mm-hmm. I dreamt she was a granddaughter. Of course, I'm I'm, I'm hoping for the boy because I got three girls. Right. Right. But imagine my dreams all about the ladies, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter to me, but but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, a house like mine that here's like 700 grand in Miami is $1.8 million. And it's not that big of a deal of a house. It's a nice yeah. home. But it's just crazy. You can't afford to live in a beautiful place with great culture. The traffic still sucks. I mean, the traffic is bad here. Yeah, but I've been, it is. I've been to LA. I've been in the loop in Chicago. I've been I've been trying to get across the bridge in New York into the city. I've I've seen all of that crap, and uh, so I, I was I would say you know make it a little more affordable for you know for regular folk to be able to enjoy 
but I consider it to be paradise because we have everything here. I mean, the, the, the restaurants to the beaches to the people, everybody's super nice. I took my, I took Cookie and Craig G down to Cayocha when they were here from a sales meeting uh, the, year, the week before last. I took him to Ball and Chain, and these gringos are going. This is like being in Cuba. I go as close as it's gonna get for now. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, love nobody, it. Nobody I love spoke it English. Oh, nobody spoke English. You got great mojitos, but now the mojitos are eighteen dollars. I'm like, dude, wow. really? A mojito? Come on, man. <laughs> Using... Go to New York, you'll pay twenty five. Yeah, I know. I, well, dude, I paid I paid twenty for one in uh, Denver, Colorado, at a Cuban uh -huh. restaurant. And I go, can I speak to the owner? The owner comes out. I go, yeah, I came from Miami. I figured these gringos here will pay anything for a mojito, and he was yeah. getting bucks so <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so another miami question i think it, right. i'm gonna ask you thumbs up or thumbs down but i know the answer is thumbs up so i want to get a, a little more insight on this arbiters hot dogs arbiters arbiters i'm sorry arbit yeah which yeah. i just went to for the first time uh in 2022 and, and so that's so so i lived 20 blocks from arbiters so arbiters was a place that we go after school get two hot dogs and a, and a coke for a dollar fifty, and then if you said I, I love Larry Bird, they refill they refill your cup for free. I'm a I'm a <laughs> basketball. I'm a Laker, Miami yeah. Heat fan. So imagine me saying I love <laughs> Larry Bird. It wasn't easy, but hey, when you're poor and you're a kid, love Larry Bird for the free soda. Yeah, <laughs> I think they still have the sign up there. That I think yeah, the they, sign... they still do it. They still do yeah, it. Yeah, I saw the sign in there. Like yeah, yeah, they still do it. Yeah, but, dude, uh, I, I... I go, when I go to Miami, that go visit my daughter, my youngest one, especially mine. The other ones are old already. They're they yep. have their own lives throughout Miami. But when I go pick mine up and, and we go to our betters every on Saturdays and we have the chili dog, the chili fries. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. I mean, and look, Miami's known for their Colombian hot dogs too, which are really good, but I, I, that place is money as well as the same. No, that place, that's an institution has been there for 50, 60 years now. Yeah. And uh, it's been, it's looked exactly the same. <laughs> I think the remodel for them, <coughs> excuse me. Is like throwing a, a little bit of paint on it, you know, every like 10 <laughs> years. That's what they call remodeling because even the chairs are oh, from yeah. back in the day when I was going to school in the 80s there, you know? So, yeah. 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 Like, nothing changed. And you know, and the price is still pretty reasonable. You were very there. reasonable. Yeah. Very reasonable for what you're getting. And, uh, and dude, it's, it's, an, it's an oil machine. I, I heard that they sell, uh, I think it's a monthly, almost 150,000 hot dogs out of that place. I mean, it's, it's, wow. a, it's a, it, it's a, I, I mean, when I went, I was told go there early so I can get parking. Because it, it gets crowded. So I went through the yeah, yeah, because if you park if you park in the bank, you get towed. You get towed. That's what they told me. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, it's happened. <laughs> but yeah, I you know, I had driven past it many times. And finally someone said, You gotta go there. This is like an institution. So it's right on, you know, Bird, it's on Bird Road. So it's yeah, right Bird off the highway. Seven. Yep. Bird yep. Right there. Yep. Yes, yep. sir. Yep. Uh, man, Aaron, I must All go when you're down there. Shit. I love that place. All right. Yeah, and, must and, go. And, if, and, and, and if you're constipated, you go there, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> you get cleaned out. You're brand new. You'll be like a baby the next day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. This is just a, a new wacky question I'm throwing in here. So I'm going to ask you this. So, you know, in like if you go to Australia, right, um, if you're in Australia in uh, January, it's like warm there. And if you're there in June, it's cold. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have the, the summer and winter flip there. Right. Okay. Would you do you prefer summer and winter the way it is here, or would you rather flip it to the way it is in Australia? I know you're a Miami guy, but I'm just kind of curious on that. Um, I will keep it as it is here, man. You know, I mean, listen, I enjoy going out to the see. The thing is that we don't get winters here. That's yeah. truth be told, right? Uh, but when I do travel, I do enjoy you know putting on some of my jackets that collect dust because I don't wear them here, and uh, you know some of the nicest stuff. You know, not now those sweaters don't don't fit like they used to. They're a little tighter around the belly, but. <laughs> 
you know, yeah, yeah, then you're like, okay, so should I go and spend all this money on, on new sweaters when I'm going to use it maybe once in two years? No, but I like it the way it is. The, the, the one thing I would change, I hate the getting dark early shit. I hate that. Yeah. I, I yeah. hate it, man. I, I'm a night owl, but I enjoy daylight. And, and it's, for, it's for a few reasons. But my main reason is this. You go, you go down to Miami, to Miami. You go, you'll, you'll be at a, a Galliano cigar bar, which I'm sure I don't know if you've been there. Or not. I've been there. I've been there with Terrence. Yeah. That's my spot that I go. I see Terrence there. seems like every week. Yep. It's yeah. like I'm half a block away. Yep. And, uh, and then you can have a few cocktails and at six o'clock, seven o'clock, you head out and it's still daylight. If it becomes nighttime and you have a few cocktails in, in South Florida, bro, take that, take that Uber. And, uh, I looked at my Uber, bro. I think I spent like seven grand in Uber this year. <laughs> Just because number one, I won't take the risk. <laughs> Especially at night. No, you don't want to. If it goes past 8, 8 30, I'm like, okay, three drinks in, not worth it. I don't give a shit how much gum you put in your mouth, Listerine, yeah. skull, whatever you want to do. But uh, yeah, I, I wish it was more daylight and less less dark. As I, yeah, when it gets dark at five in the, in the afternoon, I hate that shit. It, yeah. ruins the day. it really does. I, I like more light. I like so, light. So you remember New York, it gets, because you're further north, it gets exactly. dark. It gets dark at 4 30, 4 o'clock. Now, go to Minnesota, which I just was at right, right before December 21st, and it's like 4. Four ten, it's getting dark. So it's <laughs> really the. <laughs> yeah, but so, those, guys, those, guys, those guys are Vikings, dude. Those guys. Yeah. Those guys I, mean, I don't know how they live in that shit, dude. I I went ice fishing there once. I'm like, you guys really do this shit? I mean, mind you, it was in a cat. We had like a cabin with heater, TV. It was great. But dude, you stepped outside of that shit, dude. It was like below zero. I'm like, yeah, no, not so much. I, I lucked out. I was there in December, and it was it was in the high twenties, early uh, low thirties the whole week. And then oh, that, that the was, day I was, left. Oh, that was a, a warm, a warm front came through. I had a yeah. yeah, the day I left, the snow was coming in and the temperature was dropping. So I, I got out just in time. But it's, it's uh, an awesome little city, man. I love going to Manny's there. Oh, Manny's great, great cigar stores in Minnesota. And a great cigar, yeah. Stogie's is great. You got yeah, that's where I went. That I went to. We, we went spent to a whole Stogies. day at Stogie's. Yeah, yeah, St. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark's a good dude, and yeah. uh, and I love Manny's Steakhouse there. That's where I always go when I'm in Minnesota once a year. I always go to Manny's. Great steaks. Nice. I didn't get to go there, but I, I, it is on the bucket list for my next trip there. So yeah, you gotta go there. It's a good spot. Yep. yep. Nice. The other thing that you haven't tried, I don't know if you tried it or not. When you been, when you come down here, have you had the fritas? No. Oh, bro. When you get down here, bro, I, and if I'm in town, I'll take you. So fritas like is a Cuban fritas. What we like to call the original smash burger. Uh huh. Okay. They, they, they do ground chuck with chorizo, and they smash it. They put this fucking secret sauce. I don't know what the fuck is in it, dude. But that thing is tastes amazing. Listen, you'll burp it for about three and a half weeks. But, but it's always like Cuban bread, the smash burger with uh Swiss cheese and the, the little refried onions, dude. Oh yeah. To nice. die for dude, cool. Aaron, whenever you guys are in town, I'm gonna take you. I took my boys. I, I, yeah. I took my boys and they're like day two. <laughs> that'll go. Mm-hmm. That'll be that'll be six months of burping for you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. nice. Nah, you got you got to try the frita. You got and you got to go right. to Agua Frita on uh, on 18th and 8th Street. That's the place to go. Okay, good. You good to go. know. Good to know. I appreciate that. No, that sounds great. All right, your dream car to own if you don't own it already. No, no, no. I like I like my Tesla. It drives nice. My dream car <laughs> to own will probably be uh, a Ferrari. Any Ferrari don't matter to me, bro. I'm not thinking yeah, Ferrari will be the dream car. Uh, just because I think it's classy, sporty, but so classy. Yeah. You know, if I if I had a bunch a whole bunch of tattoos and and well with my name Juan Lopez, a bunch of tattoos and I walk out, they'll think I'm a rapper if I walk out of a Lambo. Right. So I stay away from the Lambos. So my dream car will be that or or like a or like a badass Porsche, which I I want I want to get for my 50th. 
and then life happens. So I got yeah. a Tesla. <laughs> I got a Tesla instead, which I enjoy. I, lo- I love my Tesla. It holds ass and and it saves me gas. <laughs> I rode a Tesla for the first time this summer. It's pretty cool. It's pretty. Yeah, I have the really uh, cool. Model S. I have the Model S uh, P90D. So it's got the yeah. Yeah, it goes it goes pretty quick. Hey, everybody, um, I, I give I'm, so my uncle comes to my house for a family party, and I go, "Tio, let's take it out for a ride." So he goes, "Ah, in his car, you know, I like noise." So, uh, Tio, so, <laughs> so, he, so he steps on it, and goes, he goes back a little bit, and I go, "No, Tio, stop right here, let the cars go, and step on it." Dude, he steps on that shit, and let's go to the steering wheel. I go, "Listen, it drives itself." I go, "It drives itself when you put it into that mode." You yeah. gotta drive the car, bro. I go, yeah. "Holy shit, it broke my neck! It broke my neck!" <laughs> I go, "No." It's that fast. It's that yeah. fast. So, so it's funny because that's what I. So I was up with Dave Garofalo's, and he has one. And he's the last person I think would have a Tesla, right? He's an old school guy, and he does that in the car. He goes, "Watch this," and he's like, "Hold on," and he and he accelerates this thing like with the hands off the wheel, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, no, it's crazy, dude. They, yeah, they, I, I love getting next to like next to like the Chargers and all those cars, you know, the muscle cars. And they get you got those guys, young guys yeah. getting next to you, revving their engine. I go, "Are you sure, bro?" And I go, "Okay." <laughs> I step on, I see him in the next light, like. Holy shit, man! Those things are fast. I go, well, you'll catch me in a mile. Yeah, and you take me after that. But in the, right. the quarter, no way, no how. Yep. You be yep. feeling out. I'll be in the next light. Nice, nice. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. All right, I think I know the answer to this one. Lancero or Gordo? Oh, Lancero, bro. Oh, okay, I was hoping you say Gordo. I'm a Gordo. No, guy. I'm not a Gordo. Dude. I'm not a Gordo. I'm not a Gordo guy. What do you think I came up with the long sale on the collection? Yep. I know. Exactly. That's why. I- <laughs> But like he I, came out with the TAA. You gave him a, a thick ring gauge, so like, yeah, well, yeah, because because it made sense for us, right? Right, right. We're in the selling business, yeah. right? We're in the money making business. I call it right. Yeah. Listen, I would love to have a Lancero in every single uh, portfolio uh, cigar that we have. Unfortunately, they don't sell. They just don't. Yeah. You, you know what was good in the Lancero? You guys did. I don't know if you still do it, the Havana blend. The classic, hell yeah. The class, yeah. Oh yeah, that was, no, a, I, that I was excellent. Oh. I know that was your baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you the story behind that one. So my guys come to the to the office and they go, "You want it? We gotta do a lancero." I go, I'll tell you what. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna order a thousand boxes. Remember, our lancero was box press, which is very yep. fair, right? So I go, I'm gonna order a thousand boxes. I'm gonna guarantee you guys one thing, right? At that time, I had eight reps. When I come back here for the sales meeting next year, I'm gonna have at least two hundred boxes left because you guys can't sell a thousand boxes. <laughs> we came back, we had two hundred and sixty boxes left, and that thus I proved my point. I go. You guys say you wanted Lanceros, but you couldn't sell it because not everybody carries it. You have to be a very yeah. boutique store, yeah. and boutique stores don't carry Gurkha. I mean, that's just, just facts. If you're right. very boutique, you're not going to carry our brand. And uh, and listen, that's fine and dandy. Everybody does what they do. But yeah, so Lanceros, man, I would love to have that. Dude, I, Abe makes a Lancero ghost for me, just for me. He sends me bundles every month. Oh, nice. Nice, oh, nice. Uh, the Heritage uh, ACC makes me Lanceros for me. Tasty as hell, but I know it won't sell. And, and when you put the price point, it's still going to be at eight dollar stick. Guys yeah. are going to go for the Toro, man, for eight fifty. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Right. Nice. Nice. All right. Two more questions. What is All your right. current TV show you're binging on right now? If you're binging uh, on. Oh yeah. Well, everybody and their mother, man. Uh, well, I'm already <laughs> caught up. Uh, the um, what is it? Uh, the Kevin Costner. Oh, uh, uh, Yellowstone. Yep. Yellowstone, dude. I fucking love Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yellowstone, and now I'm now getting into the bullshit of, for whatever reason, I think I'm just jonesing. I'm. I'm trying to like feed myself saying, okay, this is a goal you want you want to do here soon, eventually, right? Well, after these weddings, not so much. Uh, the Below Deck show, the yacht show. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I love that show, dude, because they go to beautiful places and these yachts are stupid. And then you, then you hear the prices. 
Okay, so yeah. if you give 20 grand in a tip, that's usually what 10%, 20%. You're paying right. 100 G's for two days. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's nice to be spoiled, but yeah, that that <laughs> those are the, the two that I watch all the time. Other than that, I, I'm a I'm a documentary guy. I like watching documentaries and shit like that. Mm. Nice. I like that too. Yeah, I do like that too a lot. Um, I will recommend if you haven't seen Tulsa King, check it out. It's I really have not good. seen Tulsa King yet. I heard it's, 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 it's good. It's really good. It was well done. Sorry, uh, I'm about three episodes behind still, but uh, but I've been for the most part it's been a pretty good show. No, uh, it's the, you know, the, pretty only, good the, other, the other one is pretty good. I just got to the second season, the White Lotus. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I gotta check that one out as well. Yeah, White Lotus is cool. I, I like it because it, it's if you if you saw season one and season two, you don't need to watch season one. It's completely different. Okay. Oh, okay. Like a, re- a reset. And yeah, and this one and this one is set is set in uh in Talmina, which is Sicily. Which is my favorite city in the world that I've that I've visited. I love that place, and it's funny when I, when B and I met, I took her out to dinner the first time. She asked me, "You know, you you travel the world. What was your favorite place to go?" Tell me, and she goes, "That's my favorite spot. Imagine uh-huh. that." Here we are. Yep. <laughs> yep. Here yep. we are. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Now that kind of goes. This is a good segue to our last question here because you do a lot of traveling. I remember you were in South America a few years ago, right before mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. I remember we talked about that. But what's a country you haven't visited that you want to visit? India. Mm. I might have a shot to go to India this year, believe yeah, it or not. I've been, I've been to, I, I've been might have to, shot. Yeah, I've been to, I've been, uh, I haven't been to Australia. That'll be a good spot too. Yes. I've been to, I've been to China. I've been to Hong Kong. I've been all over the, the all over the central South America, everywhere there, all the islands, obviously. Yeah. Haven't made it to Hawaii. I've been to every state, but. You gotta get to Hawaii. You gotta get to Hawaii. Yeah, I know. Everybody tells me, Javi, Javi's got me, driving me crazy. Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. I know, and I want to. <laughs> I know, yeah. but my Hawaii trip is not just me and my girls, me and my three daughters too. Yeah. You know, it's really pricey, you know? So yeah. there, um, but that, that'll be, that'll be the the place, man. India, I used their culture um, in, in that, in their Turkey. I went to Turkey for two days, but I didn't get to experience it. I uh, been to Spain, but I only went for, for three days to drop my daughter off for school. <coughs> so I'm going out on my honeymoon in April. We're going in April. We're doing uh 10 days, uh, eight days in Spain. We're going to start in Madrid. Travel away around the, the the country for about four days, end up in Barcelona, get on a seven day cruise to uh, to uh, uh, Mallorca, Mallorca, uh, two stops in France somewhere, uh, and two two more stops in Spain. Then we get back and then we fly from there. We fly to to uh, Lisbon, Portugal for two days. So I want to. Oh, I, that sounds great. I mean, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that 15 day vacation. That's gonna be fun. That's yeah. good for you. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. All right. So Juan, first, thanks so much for being on the show. We do appreciate it. Um, it was great to have you back. Uh, congratulations. Um, best of, uh, you know, best of, by the way, it's great. Bianca's back at Gurkha too. So we're, yeah. we're Grandpa Juice, baby. Grandpa Juice. <laughs> Pray yeah. for the boy. Yep. <laughs> I know. Well, thank, I know. You, thank you guys for having me. Coop, Aaron. Well, thank you guys. Always, always good chatting with you guys about the industry. And like I would say, uh, Coop, about you guys, both of you. You guys are awesome for the business. You guys, you know, you, again, you bring real people into the mix. You know, you bring the guys who are in the front, in the front of the line for the companies. And uh, and you guys are on top of your shit, which I appreciate because I, I always tell my guys, you always check on what Coop's saying and you check, you know, every now and then half wheel when Charlie doesn't go crazy with a <laughs> cracker and, and, uh, and soup and soup in his, in his palate. Yeah. Other than that, those, those are the two plays that really go for information. It'll be you, him. And now Matthew, i become good buddies with Matthew, uh, Matthew tobacco and Nicole. And, uh, but those are the ones that I, I thoroughly enjoy. Obviously the cigar dojo guys are cool too. There's a, there's a good group. There's a good group of guys like you guys 
that know what you're doing and uh and have been a blessing to our business. So thank you for your job, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. We we appreciate you as well, Juan. And I will be in Miami. Uh, I can't. I'm gonna be when I come back. I'm gonna be at the Nicaraguan Festival, so you may hear from me because I'm spending a day in Miami when I get back. So you okay, might hear so from that, me. That, that's gonna be. So you're talking the twenty. So the Nicaraguan Festival starts next week, right? Yeah. So the day you come back, I think it's you come back one on a Thursday. Uh, I'm coming back on a Saturday. On a Saturday, bro, hit yeah. me up. Hit me up, okay. and I'll come pick you up at the airport, and I'll take you, and I'll take you back to the airport. Oh, great. I appreciate it. I'll take, I'll take you to eat the, the fritas, and then I'll take you to the airport. Awesome. I'll <laughs> let you know. Yeah, for sure. I will. All right. I appreciate uh-huh. it, Juan. Appreciate so, you, uh, Thank you, guys. Uh, all right. I'll see you at TPE. Yeah, man. <laughs> I won't be there, Juan, because I'm, I'm a pro cigar, so I had to make a choice. But uh, So I'll miss you guys, but uh, I'm – glad we got to see some of the stuff tonight so that was great absolutely yeah man anytime and thank you guys again have a wonderful night stay safe and nothing but the best for 2023 boys all right you take care Juan that is Juan Vokas the vice president of Gurkha Cigars here on the primetime show uh episode 254 so um we got one more segment to do Aaron and I so Mm -hmm. let's uh let me just do a few more sponsor words here uh I want to start off with JC Newman Cigar Company Founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman, the J.C. Newman Cigar Company is the oldest family-owned premium cigar maker in America. For four generations and 127 years, J.C. Newman has been handcrafting many of the world's finest cigars. J.C. Newman is headquartered in an iconic 100-year-old cigar factory in the Ybor City National Historic Landmark District of Tampa, Florida. At this factory known as Elver Hall, J.C. Newman rolls premium cigars by hand and hand-operated antique cigar machines, including the All-American Cigar, The American. The J.C. Newman Pensive Factory is the second largest in Nicaragua. It's a Brickhouse, Perla de Mar, El Baton, Quorum, and Yagua cigars are hand-rolled. J.C. Newman's Diamond Crown, Maximus, Julius Caesar, and Black Diamond cigars are handmade by Tobacco A. Fuente in the Dominican Republic. With its longtime partners, the Arturo Fuente family, the Newmans have founded the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which supports low-income families in the Dominican Republic with education, healthcare, vocational training, and clean water. Visit jcnewman.com to learn more. And by Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they have manufactured cigars for many industry leaders out of the Las Lavas factory in the Dominican Republic. Now, the Cuevas family has brought their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas Cigars. You could try the Casa Cuevas uh, line in the Connecticut, Abano, Maduro, La Mandarillo, and Patrimonio line, as well as the newest release, the Sangre Nueva. And, of course, there's the Cuevas Reserva line. If they don't carry it, be sure to ask your local retailer for Casa Cuevas Cigars. Casa Cuevas Cigars, from our casa to yours. And finally, uh, we're going to get into our deliberation segment sponsored by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. There's no deliberation when it comes to Dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015. This has included seven consecutive top three appearances on the half-wheel consensus, including number one cigar of the year in 2020 with the Mi Carita Tricky Traca. You can visit DTC Cigars and find a purveyor that carries the brand of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. And we're going to be off next week, but the week after we have uh, Luis and Alex Cuevas uh, on primetime 255 on, on yeah. February 2nd. So um, stay tuned for that one. So, Aaron, I just kind of picked some miscellaneous topics since we've been uh, kind of out of pocket. I think some of these we've discussed, some of these we we might not have discussed. Okay. And uh, just kind of get some thoughts on this we'll, we'll, to wrap it up. So here's here's my first one. Uh, and then I, I will throw an audible at the end on this. All right. Um. I mean, I have one more. So, uh, S, you and I, I think, both talked about the amount of releases that STG had last year. Yes. Um, I calculated somewhere around, depending how you calculate it, I had fifty nine releases that they had. Sounds about um, right. That's long. Yeah, it's 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 in that it's close to that sixty range. 
Now, we're not out of January yet. And if you count the return of the um, rare Corojo, which I am going to count, right, because it's an yeah. annual release, they've already come out of the gate with five. So my question yeah. is, does STG keep up this pace? I would say yes. I think so. Um, I didn't think I would have said no maybe a month ago, but now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think that they they will. I mean, um, this uh, this is a chicken and egg for me. I don't know if this is because of the two companies, you know, having forged in general kind of as things, and they have the uh, kind of the ability to to push more new product and things like that, or not. Um, But yeah, I definitely think that they now that they kind of have that strategy, they can definitely keep this rolling where they have, uh, you know. I don't know what it is, five or six new releases a month kind of a yeah. thing. Um, I can I can totally see it happening. Um, I just don't know what that looks like at the at the retail level though. Um, you know, these big, you know, STG retailers. Um, I don't know how much they can keep bringing in if they're gonna have to take turn old product to be able to yeah. do that. But um I could I can see them definitely on that on that same release schedule this year. I, originally, my thought was the not because I had the same concern, but now I'm wondering uh, because what I noticed last year is they went heavy till about the end of October, and then they kind of took November and December kind of off with, with a couple yeah. of things. But they went because I thought they might hit seventy at one point. Um, right. Yeah. Or right, here's my other question: Based on last year, did you see anything that stuck to the wall as far as this is the next big thing from STG of those fifty nine releases? Uh, I'm going to peruse this list that I have really quickly. Um, I don't. Well, uh, maybe the Anejo project that CAO is doing. um, Maybe that kind of sticks around. Uh, I'll count count that as this year. but yeah, I'll count that as this year, technically, because it kind of shipped this year. But yeah. Well, I mean, the you're talking about the Amazon Basin one. Oh, you're talking about Partagus. You're talking about Partagus one. Oh, oh no, 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 I'm no the Pallone. The Pallone. Pallone. Like yes. They had Pallone, you know, and then they did now Amazon Basin with that same kind of a strategy. Maybe maybe that kind of a, a program kind of sticks with them for some of these uh, brands coming back. So maybe that maybe that sticks around. Um yeah, other than that, I'm I'm not sure because a lot of these things seem like they're they've been they've been one offs. I mean, uh, you know, the re release like Sancho Panza and stuff like that. Uh, you know that those things might stick around, um, but it's been a lot of like uh, like the Punch Brotherhood thing, like those things that like the Gloria Society, like those things are kind of like, seem to be like little one off things that I don't well, think those yeah. would stick around for very long. So yeah. The one that I thought was going to be the big hit for them, and I just, I'm not saying it was or wasn't, but the reason why I'm saying I don't think it was because I just haven't seen it a lot. I thought the flavor line was going to be the one that price point, I thought, you know, flavored cigars, I got a chance to smoke them. I didn't think they were bad for the price point. That was the one I thought might take off for them. It seems like maybe I don't have the sales numbers, but I'm just like observing it. It didn't seem to get the buzz that I thought it was going to get. Yeah. My, I always have to readjust my thinking on the uh, infused uh, or flavored cigars because, like, you're not gonna, like, I won't see it like from people that I smoke with or necessarily on social media. But you always have to remember that that's a pretty big workhorse for all the brands that sell those, right? Um, right. 
So just because it's not visible to us, they could be selling very well. And I would think that they probably would they would be. Um, you know, I think that the naming convention is probably catchy to, uh, you know, the younger smokers and things like that. Yeah. So uh, they could be doing very well. Yeah, I actually, the, my observation was just on the shops I was in. So maybe I'm not going yeah. to a broader. And that's why I want to caveat that I'm not in every shop. So yeah. I'm not I mean, traveling as much super, as I was. Yeah. Super price effective. Yeah. Um, the size is the size is cool, I guess. For yeah. the size is cool for a traditional cigar smoker. Uh, so maybe it doesn't translate to a flavored cigar smoker. Maybe they feel like they should have a bigger cigar. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I um, would. Yeah. I wouldn't hesitate to to get a box of those if I was going where I needed to bring cigars to appeal yeah. to people. Um, you know, I it, a flavored cigar is always a safe bet, and it's a it's a, it's an affordable one where I feel like if someone's gonna half smoke it. I'm not gonna feel bad either, you know, spending that money. I, I thought it was a, like I said, I thought it was a decent release. We'll, we'll see what happens. It takes a while also to build a new brand, so you know, yeah. you can't build a new brand right out of the gate. Sometimes that's a new brand for them. Yeah. Yep. All right. The next one. Davidoff comes out of the gate, uh, and they're kind of going back to what they've done in the last few years, and they bring back uh, the Davidoff uh, classic uh, number one, a Lancero. Yeah. Um, my question is, why is Davidoff have a pulse on the market doing this? We just heard this from Juan a few minutes ago, and it's a it's a sizable release. I want to say it's not a small amount they're bringing back. Yeah, I think Davidoff's a bit of a different player. Um, I think they can pretty much sell whatever they make. You know, um, they've got that that audience, and mm-hmm. um, their retailers I think would push the push them um, for those that bring it in. Um, plus it's, uh, I don't know, it's Davidoff has more of that, that connoisseur's kind of mm-hmm. vibe of, you know, who's smoking and things like that. So I, I, I think it would work for them. I don't think they, I don't think they have to, I don't think they're under the same restrictions as other brands are that would bring out a Lancero. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's interesting. It's, uh, you know, the people, when I put the article up on that, uh, there were a lot of people, it's 15,000 boxes of 10. Which is a mm-hmm. that's a big limited release yeah. to what maybe a lot of people used to, but there were a lot of people who were excited about that coming back. Yeah, but it's not the old uh, Cuban one either. You know, it's right, like, right. Yeah, uh, what I it's, it's definitely one I want to smoke. I'm very, I I don't I haven't smoked one of those when it was the classic. I haven't smoked one of those in maybe ten years. So yeah. I mean I haven't. So I'm curious to smoke it and see how it is. Right. With that. But I, and Davidoff doesn't do a lot of Lanceros. Like you go. If you look, there's very few Lanceros they have in their portfolio. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's, there's none in Camacho. There's really none in Avo. So this is kind of a little different for them. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to see how this goes. But you're right. There's a, there's a lot of retailers and a lot of connoisseur people. Like I can see someone going into like a Davidoff store uh, in Corona, which is a heavy yeah. Davidoff store, and, and, and getting it. So good point. That's a good point yeah. on that. Uh, oh, we want a review for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, next question. We have more Chinese Zodiac cigars. Um, okay. Uh, so here's my question. It's Year of the Rabbit. Yeah. What do you think happens next year with Year of the Dragon? Because I think it just explodes next year with Year of the Dragon. Yeah, I mean, who's gonna who's, who's gotten into it now not waiting for the Year of the Dragon to come back so they can really yeah. blow it out, right? Yeah. Well, Nesto kind of got into it with the aura. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a big deal. And there's probably going to be more brands in it, ne- you know, then within there is now. So, um, 
I don't know. Um, I'm torn on these cigars. I mean, it's a great concept, but very rarely are, are people delivering on on it. Um, I didn't get to smoke the great ones that Davidoff made because by the time they kind of made it to the, you know, where I could get to them, they've already had kind of not not lived up to those early yeah. early versions. Yeah. Um, and I think just some of the more recent ones have just haven't. They haven't. Um, no, I haven't smoked the rabbit yet. Yeah. I have it. Yeah, I haven't smoked it. I, yeah. We have the rabbit as well. I haven't smoked yeah. it yet. But um, and the and then the other brands. Um, you know, you have other brands that are trying to do it at the same kind of price level of where Davidoff is. So you have uh, uh, Placencia. You know, doing it at very high high prices and things like that. And then you have some brands that are you know lower down, like Vegafina and um, some other brands. So um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I th- this pa- from this past year, I'm a little jaded on high price cigars. So. It's been a very yeah, yeah. I just did my price analysis, and the over twenty dollars segment was one of the lowest scoring categories I had this year. Yeah, it's um, uh, a bit yeah. disappointing. Yeah, and I don't fa- you you and I we don't factor pricing into our scoring. Um, right. But yeah, there's been a lot of those. Uh, and Davidoff, I think we talked about this. They have increased their pricing on these limiteds. Like the um, the rabbit's over a fifty dollars cigar. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. Now, when the snake came out, that's the one that a lot of us really loved. Um, yeah. That I mean, Seth and I, Seth introduced me to that cigar, and I bought a lot of those, and they were thirty dollars a piece. Right. And I don't think anything's come close to that. That snake was probably one of the greatest Davidoffs ever released. Right. So, um, did you, that was one you probably didn't get a chance to smoke. I did not. Day. I did not get to smoke it. That's what, that's what I say. Like, you know, I got, I got, I got there too late. It just yeah. was. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it's interesting because we did get. I think I told you we got the auras. Um, okay. we got a box of the auras. So we we split it up. We're gonna do like a round table, each smoking one from right. the year we're born, kind of. But they, they have all twelve blends in there, but. You know, again, if you get one of them that's good, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to put a new rule in on Coop. If 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 one of those cigars scores high, it's not going to qualify for the end of the year because I'm not buying a thousand dollar box of these, no matter yep. how good they are. Yep. Uh, I saw Half Wheel gave it a top ten for packaging. The packaging is pretty cool on that cigar when you see it. Yeah, like when you open the outer box, it, it, they did a really nice job with the presentation on that. I got to right. say that. Yeah, uh, there's a nice little. uh blend book they give you it, it was well done i gotta say that was probably i don't remember where it was it was somewhere in the middle of their list and i would say that was the that was probably where it belonged it was it was definitely right. pretty cool yeah but but yeah i don't think like i said i think lately it's been more misses than hits i i agree with you all right uh we talked about this this is something we did talk about um the cancellation of the cohiba trademark mm-hmm um, now it's an interesting thing. One thing we, maybe we haven't talked about is I read Habanos' statement on this, okay. and Habanos has said and this is the part that really didn't get reported because they didn't really do the PR piece that General did. Habanos says they are now basically going to pursue getting that trademark back, and that is canceled. They are absolutely going to pursue it. So, okay. um, but you brought up a really interesting point about does anyone actually try? To do to, to release a Cohiba between now and whenever that trademark is settled, and I thought right. it was a great question. Yeah, I mean, look, there's um, you know, talking about brands releasing cigars that have imagery or you know similar logos to other known brands not in the cigar market, um, and they kind of go under the guise of 
Uh, it was a limited run. We've already sold out of all, all of them. We're not going to do it again kind of a thing. Like, why can't that happen here? Like, somebody's just going to, you know, go up and put something together and maybe run with it and just, you know, sell a bunch of cigars and be done with it. Yeah. Or maybe they, you know, try a little harder and uh, just go for as long as they can until they have to pull something. Yeah. And they just put different bands on it and sell something else. Exactly. They they got the blend or they just go for the quick, the quick bucket, you know, yep. like, Hey, I can do this now and yep. do, a, you know, this, we've seen this happen with a lot of these uh, small batch releases, get your hand slapped later on. And, but in this case, they're not going to get the hand slapped. Yeah. Right. So it, I thought it was really a, a very, when you brought that up, it was something I didn't even think of when you said it. And it, I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I don't see a lot of it happening, but I can see maybe, you know, I think there's some people, if you look at, uh, I could see them probably taking a shot at it. Yeah. Some cigar clubs would take, take a shot. Yeah, yeah I, I think you, you could see that. Um, But, you know, again, you know, do you, you know, I think like, I don't think you'll see like an established company do it because a lot of these do, you know, have, you know, they have relationships with like general. Yeah. So they're probably not, you know, some of them even have cigars made by general. I, I don't see that happen, but, but like one of these like small batch clubs or something, uh, uh, it wouldn't surprise me or, yep. or, you know, very small release. Like I could see, you know, there's a lot of t- like the science cigars have that look, but it's, I don't think, I think they, I don't think they've gotten their hand slapped for it at all. But, right. Uh, um, but that's probably the closest to the Cuban Tohiba one. I haven't seen anyone try to emulate the general one. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what, you know, I would, I wouldn't emulate the general one right you want to emulate the cuban one because people you have a w- much wider reach right i, I, I don't see, the cuban version right i don't see anyone trying like if someone did try it i don't see them going for a cohiba red dot i just don't see it right they're gonna go for that iconic cohiba look yep checkerboard yeah. pattern yeah yeah and like i said i don't see it being an ongoing release i see it being a, a 200 box run maybe the max one time and yeah. go for the quick buck and and i guarantee i guarantee retailers or club subscribers will buy it Yep, yep. If that happened, yeah, so I thought it was a good point you brought up with that, but apparently Cuba is pursuing that. Um, mm-hmm. Is is that what they said? Um, they issued something right before the, the end of the year on that. I just don't see how that how that will fly here. So I don't either. I mean, it was a weird thing. They I guess they found some law from a pan or some decision I should say from a Panama Pan American conference from like the thirties that kind of canceled it. Mm. Yeah. And apparently, from what I heard. Uh, STG's fighting this, so yeah. it, this has been one of the longest battles. You know, it's been going on since before I started smoking. So, right, yeah. And the last one, this just came out today: the return of Indiana Ortiz. Now, I should say <laughs> Indiana Ortiz starting her own company. Right. So I have my thoughts on this one. Okay. It seems like to me that I read the press that she's starting a company, but she talked about working with her family on this. It seems like that the Ortez family is trying to bring their brands into market and they have that front person to do it with Indiana. Right. Who's got, she's got a lot of expertise. She just, I think the, I think it's clear that Mombacho is no longer and she had to do something. Yeah. That's how I'm reading this. I see this as her like trying, like they've never, the Omar Ortez brands, they've distributed this stuff through Altidus. I think it's going to be a change right now. I think they'll still distribute some stuff to Altidus, but I think you're going to see now it's going to be, they're going to be, she's going to be the front person for this. And I think that's, that's what this venture is more about, not her venture, venturing out on her own. It's more her going back to the family is how I read it. 
Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. Um, but I mean, she's quite young and she's had a very, already a very story, storied kind of path through the industry, which seems weird, right? I mean, she kind of came in and started working with uh, Ventura. Yep. And then uh, kind of went that kind of like, like it's just like she pops up in a spot and then like just kind of like fades into the, fades into the background again right and then she yeah. pops up again and kind of fades into the background so um yeah i mean like it almost seems like the thing at mambacho never like materialized into almost anything right so yeah um, it, it it it's like she went first she goes to like ventura and she does that Psycho 7 Nicaragua, which I thought was a pretty was I wasn't a huge fan of Psycho 7 as a brand, but that was probably the best release they had of that. Yeah. And they were gonna try to make her as they were trying to position her as a master blender at the time. Um I forgot to ask Juan that question, by the way. <laughs> uh, but, oh shoot. I gotta remember it. But so then she then she goes to Mombacho. Now I don't know if the stuff she that was released by Mombacho prior to them kind of shifting everything to Jared, I actually thought it was better. It was actually pretty good. I don't know how much of a hand she had in the, that blend development. That's right. the question I have, but she was running that factory. And if you sort of press me from Jared, they're basically the Jared's moving everything. Jared's taking over the brand. He's licensing the names and yeah. he's going to be doing production at other factories. And the factory pavilion, uh, Granada is going to become more of a tourist place, I guess, where they do some house blend, like going to be, it, that's what it sounds like it's gonna be i'm gonna know i'm gonna be there next week so i'm gonna right. have more i'm gonna be asking some questions because i'm gonna be in granada for the first two days mm-hmm. so i'm curious but that's how but yeah she you're right about that just she hasn't had a chance to really develop at these either places but i think she's a popular person where right. that she'd be the perfect face if the ortez family wants to do it what the placencias have done yeah. Uh, for you know, and the Placencia, you know, and the Cuevas family's done, but more the Placencia is the one I'm looking because the the Ortez family's more well known. And the other thing is that I thought it was interesting is they're going to try to showcase Condega, which is kind yeah. of a region that's not showcased a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, and they do have a, like the Ortez family has farms as well. Mm-hmm. They actually have a farm, I think, adjacent to the Drew Estate Factory. Okay. Uh, yeah, that you could. See, I remember they were showing us that from the uh, balcony one day. It was mm-hmm. Omar Ortez. So I, I thought that was, I think that's one that's interesting to say the least. So, yeah. So, I, the, because the, everyone was asking what happened to Indiana. Well, we got the answer now. Right. So, yeah. But I didn't think she was, I think when they made that amount of a factory, I didn't see her working on house blends in uh, Granada. I just didn't. Yeah. 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 But she's definitely got more talent on that. So, right. Yeah. All right. We're at the end. All right. All right. So, um, no show next week. I'm going to be in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be back with uh, the Cuevases for 255 on February 2nd. And then we have some pretty good shows in uh, February as well. Um, yeah. So stay tuned on that. Uh, but again, Absolutely. thanks to Juan L- Lopez as well. He's always an entertaining guest. Uh, do appreciate that. And that's going to wrap up primetime episode 254 into the annals of history. For this Thursday, July 19th, in all the time zones in the U.S. Just got (laughs) under the midnight mark. Uh, We will see everybody next time. Take care, everybody. See you guys.